Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. Of course, if you're hearing my voice first, it means that Corey, our tower leader, has taken the night off. He's gotten held up with some real life stuff, some work things. But fear not, because we have called in the big guns. It's a crafting blog. There's PvP changes. There's some delightful PvE changes. So we had to bring in our tower quartermaster, our weaponsmith, our gunsmith, whatever you want to call him. Yidus Deletus, A1 Johnny. Hello. Yes, hello. That That is his sultry voice. But, this John, this week is so big, we basically got two twabs in consecutive days. We back got, to back. We got a fake scandal that we have to talk about. We're uh, skipping lore corner for all this, and we have a ton. We have some great listener questions. We have like ten questions tonight, so we have to like really just like get down to the nitty gritty. Before we get started, though, just a couple of notes. Uh, one, we have a fashion contest going on in the Discord right now. It is up through Sunday, so you're really still going to apply if you're listening to it within the first couple of days of posting. Cowboy fashion contest. Get your yees and your haws on. Uh, join the Discord. Send a picture of your cowboy fashion to nerd generalist uh in a dm so that we can uh post all those up on monday so please send them to him by sunday uh we're gonna do voting next week and the winner will receive uh an emblem code uh for me uh ten dollars to the storefront of their choosing and a custom title in the discord i believe uh josh i'm gonna be honest uh everyone's really vying for second place because let me tell you what my cowboy fit is on point I ain't even lying to you. I'm getting really close to saying anybody with mod privileges does not get to participate. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, but that's what makes this a democracy. People get to vote on it. Um, Number two, our second thing we, uh, our second thing we got to address here. Lightfall is really, really, really fast approaching. Like I, I'm actually shocked that we are basically four twabs away from Lightfall at this point. We're like four twabs and a vacation away from it. So feels like I was just learning how to do Vow. <laughs> yeah, if you if you haven't started grinding those red borders yet, you might want to pick up the pace on that. Um, specifically because like Bump of the Night with Chill Clip is a really really good gun to have, and we all know how bad the Leviathan is. So it sucks uh, that m- Tarnation isn't better. I think that's the only craftable grenade launcher, heavy grenade launcher. Yes. The rolls on it are pretty meh. Uh, tar- Most of the Throne World weapons are pretty rough. Um, and then uh, the, the other thing I wanted to bring up, <clears throat> I want to start off the show with a special shout-out mm. to our Crucible Battlemaster, Dealer. Dealer on Monday. Man, w- what a, go- a god amongst men. Uh, I want to give shout-outs to Dealer, to Oak, and to uh, NoobTube, Noob. who yep. took... Uh, Myself, Johnny, and uh, Zao Ambrosia, uh, all flawless in trials. Uh, had some really had some really great matches. Uh, kind of breezed through. I think uh, at least Johnny and I's cards, I believe, were seven O's. Um, and of course, you know, we all got those sweet adept shotties out of it. We all got adept inquisitors. We got uh, the new trials emblem that came out this year, and we have those trials mementos. Uh, that's which swirly gold baby oh man now we have to decide what to put it on though that's the problem which I, i'm assuming people who are good at pvp are 
way beyond over it already, but yeah, this is probably going to be my only opportunity to put a Trials Memento on something. Yeah, so. this, this is really ex- <laughs> this is a really exciting thing. So for for us, this is a big deal. Like go, going flawless is a big deal for for us normies. Uh, but yeah, shout out shout out to those guys uh, for being. You couldn't awesome. hear the golf clap, but uh, yeah, thank you, dealer noob, for uh, getting us through that. Had a good time. Yeah, had a great time. Um, we've been we've been doing uh, lots of trials runs. Uh, I should say they've been doing lots of trials runs, and we've been lucky enough to get to uh, to jump in with them uh, in trials and Iron Banner. Uh, but it's been a really good, really chill time. It's made trials fun again, and it's not just because of the winning. It generally, genuinely, has not been super frustrating. And I think that's the case when you play with friends most of the time. It's uh, it's not nearly as frustrating. Uh, we've been doing a lot of GM runs this week too, getting those double drops on Mindbenders. Uh, it's a great week for it too, with it being Insight Terminus. So, lots of fun things happening in Discord right now. Uh, one final note before we dive into just like the five thousand word posts that we have here. Oh, is there some news this week, Josh? <laughs> There's a lot of news this week. Uh, I mentioned I don't I don't know if I mentioned it last week because I don't think I had the shipping notification yet. But uh, my Nerf Gallarhorn will be arriving tomorrow afternoon. Let's go. Uh, according to UPS, it is arriving tomorrow afternoon. It is currently somewhere in Utah. Uh, the Mormons are trying to take my Nerf guns. <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to do an unboxing video because this thing is, like, huge. But uh, I will post a bunch of pictures to the Discord and uh, to, to the Tower Casuals Twitter so that everybody can see uh, what this behemoth looks like. It will not be on the wall behind me. I have doubts one that it will fit back there but two um about putting supports up to be able to hang it on the wall while i'm in an apartment um uh, i had enough of a tr- hard time finding uh where to put my halo needler which i finally was able to take out of the box this week and that thing is a fucking unit it's bigger than my head <laughs> like and i Chief have a makes giant look guys small, y'all have you seen know? my head my head's fucking huge Chief makes the needler look small, you know? Dude, Chief <laughs> makes that thing look tiny. That thing is gigantic. So, yeah, I've got... UPS is going to be really tired of me. I've got, like, five things from Bungie scheduled to arrive in the next couple of days. And they're going to be like, what the fuck? What did this guy What did this guy order? This is insane. They're going to have to carry that pack. I relish somebody having to carry that package up the stairs. Not that it's, like, heavy, but just because I know it's going to eat away at them. Like, what the fuck is in here? It's not heavy enough to be a mirror. It's not marked fragile. What is in this box? Josh, the people need Toys. to know, are you going to celebrate by DPSing Chelsea? That has some sexual connotations to it, so I'm going to plead the fifth. <laughs> um, no, she she know, she she knows that I ordered it. Um, I I did eventually have to confess that I have 300 I had $300 from our bank account tied up in Nerf guns from video games. <laughs> And God bless you. She took it a lot better than I thought she would. Because I explained that it was the needler from Halo, and she was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, also, (laughs) this is probably a good time to tell you that I ordered the Gallarhorn one. And she was like, oh, that's all? Okay. She's like, I would have been mad if you didn't order Gallarhorn. I was like, oh, thank God. Now, here was the price of that. Here was the price of those guns. (laughs) She's like, oh, less stoked about the price of the Gallarhorn, let me tell you. But... 
it, it, it's all good. It's fine. At least I'm not ordering like statues every other day. I'm buying things on clearance as much as I can. And you learned your lesson the first time around. You weren't going to wait for Zer to sell it a second time three years later. Oh know? my God. No, that's exactly what I told her. I was like, no, I had to jump. Now. I had to jump now. I'd go now. Who would, who, who would ever make a, a heavy into a nerf gun? Who would waste their nerf slot on a heavy? Me. That's who. Me. But uh, guys, we have a, we have a lot to get through. So let's uh let's just let's jump right in. Uh yes, that was a little bit of crying that you heard. Uh we're it's literally on here as bungie.net slash buildcrafting. That's literally the URL here. Um <laughs> we're we're not gonna read the too long don't read because we're going through absolutely everything in here. Um the long and the short of it is, uh we kind of suspected this when we got the confirmation that mods were being unlocked for everyone, and now we understand why. Um Everything is about the change in the way you build your characters. John and I have joked that we are literally going to load into the first mission. We're going to watch the cutscene and then we're going to stand there for 30 minutes remaking our builds. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because we're doing this on legend and I'm not going in without my build. Oh yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to need my optimized storm grenade build, you know, for that, for that legend run. Oh my Lord. So, uh, the, the first thing we're talking about here is loadouts, okay? So, we might as well just jump right in there. Loadouts are coming day one of Lightfall. I think we had all kind of wondered if this was going to make launch or if it would be with, like, the second season. Because um, we know LFG is not ready day one. As of now, LFG will not be in the game day one. LFG will be a thing that comes probably in the summer. I would suspect it's going to be in that second season to be out before the second raid of the year. Um, and I, I imagine they, they want some time to flesh out and make sure the Guardian rank system works okay before they launch the Yeah, the let's LFG. talk about fucking Guardian ranks in a little bit. Um, <laughs> so here's some problems the team wants to solve with loadouts. As as we're all intimately familiar with, DIM is the way that most of us do this, uh, if not the only way that we do it. I'm very happy there will be an in-game tool because, as we all know, I have a terrible terrible computer that not only cannot run discord without wanting to crash it cannot run dim without crashing fun fact dim also takes an insane amount of ram on my little 2014 <laughs> macbook air uh but some of the problems the team wanted to solve quickly swap entire sets of gear without numerous trips to the vault or having to open a second screen thank you uh decreased time in place in between play sessions caused by needing to rebuild a loadout Create ways to label loadouts for quick identification. Um, in the in the screenshot here, and I, I want we're gonna go through some of these things. In the screenshot, you can see that there is a custom loadout called Raid, and I just want to appreciate how easy that is right off the bat to identify. Because if I can go ahead. It looks beautiful, but can we talk about how this is arguably the most garbage raid loadout you could ever run? A Stormcaller Warlock with no exotics, a Pulse, a Bow, and an LMG. John, Let's it's a that. demonstration. He has, 80, he has 84 <laughs> it's discipline. It's not optimized. Okay? He's got 84 <laughs> discipline. It's okay. He's got 35 <laughs> resilience. I, w- I just want to talk. I just want to talk. <laughs> um, but I, I, I want to note this. I also, can we note that the Tex Machina symbol is over there for one of the loadouts? Yep. That's the cowboy yeah. loadout. I'll that, have one. that yeah, that has me that has me <laughs> interested because this one has the arc symbol on it. So kinda kinda curious what that's gonna happen. Um you can see a, a warlock with three war, three loadouts created of the six slots they have unlocked. I this this is the point where I would advise you that if you had some problems understanding this blog post, maybe to pull it up and follow along with us, because we are gonna talk about what's in the images. Um 
You'll be able to unlock all 10 slots by progressing through the new Guardian Ranks system. Remember, we talked about this uh, back with the Lightfall reveal. Uh, John, Johnny, myself, uh, Joe, and Nerd talked about this when they revealed it. It's kind of a way to, like, you know, rate the usefulness uh, of a Guardian you play with. You will unlock all of these by level 6, we have heard. And when you hit level 6, uh, you'll have all 10 unlocked. They said most people who have been playing this game for any extended period of time will load in and automatically have all 10 slots. Yeah, you will not is... need all 10 slots. Let me be very clear on this. Mm. Okay, uh, if you're John, maybe you need all 10. But the average Destiny player needs, like, 5 of these. Okay? Like, let, let's be honest. So, anyways, that, there, there's that. Uh, each loadout label has an assortment of colors and icons to choose from, including Crucible, Raid, Trials, Gambit, Damage Types, and more. Again, I really like that there's a Tex Machina symbol, because I just hope it's labeled Cowboy. <laughs> I just want it to be labeled Cowboy. Yeehaw, all caps. Yeehaw, motherfucker. Uh, mods and mod customization. When Lightfall goes live, it's a new ball game. Things will be different. You'll have a blank slate to start cooking up new builds for future adventures. Not all current builds in Destiny will be possible upon launch, but there will be a healthy offering to start with, and we will plan to expand upon build crafting options season over season. Season. They want to cut down time on managing mods. I think that I can speak for everybody when I say thank you, because yes. that's usually what we're doing before activities, is spending like eight minutes doing that. Yeah, we we talked about that uh, one of the last times I was on that, you know, mm -hmm. as complex as builds have become in Destiny, I love it, but you have like 50 different data points across your armor, mods, and weapons, you know, for a build and your aspects and fragments. It can be Absolutely. a lot to remember and put back together if you're not just constantly it's, it's, switching. It's, yeah, it's so much. If you're not if you're not breathing this game 24-7, basically if you're not like a Dado or, you know, a Salt Greppo or somebody like that, you're going to forget what you're using. So I think that that's something to keep in mind as well. Um, I know that I have I have gone into PvP before without changing some of my stuff. And I mean, yes, it, it's it's all fun joking, but it's like, yeah, no, I really didn't mean to come in here with Taken Spec on my Pulse Rifle. It's just, oh, I was doing Last Wish, so I had that on. Or yeah. I was doing, you know, some sort of, like, activity where I was fighting a lot of Taken, and I, re I was doing, like, uh, I don't know, Grandmaster Corrupted. And I forgot to take it. I just forgot to take it off because I don't change my mods on my gun ever. I'm a targeting adjuster and I'm good. Or you're playing PvP and someone asks you to join them for a dungeon and you try to quickly throw together your good PvE build and you get in there and you're like, ah, oh, why isn't my charge with light thing working? Oh, right, I forgot to put yeah. this mod on. You know, yeah, it just, it happens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> remove limitations that create, a create a, that create a confusing experiences, uh, i.e. breaking down barriers to make build crafting fun giving players more understandable ways to earn mods, remove the need to wait for Ada to spell a specific mod. Yes, no more do Bingo. we have to use, we do not have to follow Destiny Insights anymore to find out when the fuck a mod is being sold and then scramble to tell our friends who play yeah. like once a month, hey, log in and go buy this. Yeah, I, I, I have every mod and I still have to follow that damn thing just so I can tell my more casual friends or people yep. who just got back in, hey, this is the week, go log in. <laughs> Uh, and then the, la the last goal is retune mods to give players more form of expression while tampering down on power creep. Um, so the new mod customization screen is going to be creating your builds much easier. You'll be able to see all your currently applied mods and how they're affecting your stats on one screen. 
can quickly select different pieces of gear to start tinkering. This is the same type of uh, screen as we're used to with transmog. It should be very familiar to anybody. And it'll show you, you know, 7 out of 7, 9 out of 9, etc. So how much you have on there and how much specific mods are impacting your build. Because that is a problem in-game right now. Is it's yeah. very hard to see that. So if you have to equip it and then leave and then go back, and it's God, God help exhausting. you if you're on a PS4 or an Xbox <clears> One, <throat> you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's all, you know, with all the loading. Can we touch quickly on that last bullet point, though, where the tamping down on areas of power creep? Do yep. you think yep, they're yep, going to, yep. do you think we're going to see big nerfs to the, the meta mods, as it were? Um, so, uh, okay, uh, we'll, 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 let's get to that. Let's, let's get this out of the way now. Okay. Because uh, they did clarify, and I think it's either clarified in, I think it's clarified later on in this post, but we'll talk about it now. Warmind cells are the first thing on the chopping block. Now, yeah. if you remember, we successfully rescued Warmind cells a couple of years ago, after Season of Dawn, or during Season of the Worthy, when they took away uh, the idea of sunsetting weapons. And they said, we let those be super powerful because we intended to let them have their time in the sun for a year and then get rid of them. And they go on to explain in this blog post at some point that they've nerfed them twice. And yeah, they've been fun, but they've had their time in the sun and it's time to go away. And I would agree. By the time they're taken out, they've been in the game for three years. You have more than had your chance to play with them. And, and other I don't than think that maybe this season, because we got, you know, the repurposed Icolos weapons, I don't think anyone's used them since they got the big nerf, including I me. Have I have accidentally created them a few times and it's been weird because I've seen, I've literally seen people look at them and go, what the hell is that? <laughs> I was I was playing with our friend Ray and I was using my uh, Icolos SMG and I created a Warmind cell and he's like, what the fuck is that? It's like, oh, <laughs> So this was a Warmind cell. I think in Season of the Haunted, I tried building one just because I was doing nothing but solar with the solar 3.0. So I yeah, yeah, we, you and me were uh, you and me were fucking around on the Leviathan with that. Yeah, um, it's just it, it's had its time in the sun. I do think this is their way of phasing out things for other experiences, though. I think that charged with light probably is the thing that will get a bit of a nerf going in the lightfall because they said they took the opportunity to take a pass at every single mod. Yeah. Um, in the game, and let's be a charge with light is pretty essential for like highest DPS. Not only for DPS, but for PvP too. Um, yeah, there's a reason my PvP armor is almost all arc because there's a free yep. mod that gives you yep. strength, mobility, and gives all of your shotguns, fusions, SMGs, and sidearms quick draw. Basically, I have that on me every time I play PvP. So I mean, you have you have you have those <laughs> things to consider. You also have Elemental Wells, which, let's be honest, some of the Elemental Wells are pretty broken. Fontamite, anybody? <laughs> Especially uh, when you can stack it with uh, with high energy fire and all yeah. the other damage buffs. Well, you have, like, you have Fontamite, you have uh, picking up any Stasis stasis Wells. Yeah. Uh, just lets you go nuts, and I mean, for war for Stasis Warlocks, that's a godsend, right? Uh, even Stasis Hunters, throwing, knives, or th throwing stars for days. And I think they want to address those areas while also giving other things time to shine. Because if you just keep, if you just leave those in, you're gonna be like, well, why aren't you taking a swing on anything else? Well, you guys don't want to use anything else. So that the year when we got charged with light and warmind cells in back to back years, we got charged with light. Then they gave us warmind cells. Then we got more charged with light. We got a little bit more warmind cells. Then they didn't really give us anything for the year of beyond light. We got a few mods here and there. We got elemental wells though towards the end of last year and or excuse me we got it i guess we got them around chosen but we really didn't understand how to use them until lost 
that's really when it started clicking for us. It was when they gave us the damage-boosting ones. Yeah, it was like, (laughs) oh, shit. Like, we actually kind of, everybody kind of understood, like, we all had this light bulb moment as a community. Like, oh, shit, everyone's really sleeping on these. Outside of, like, the stasis one, which we were using, everyone's really sleeping on this other shit. And now, look at it. Like, they're they're essential to most really, really good endgame builds. Yeah, especially when they gave us the ones that tied them in with Charged with Light. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm. when it clicked for me. I'm like, oh, I punch... I make elemental well. I'm charged with light. Let's go. I, I and this is this is yet another thing that makes me wonder. This feels like a future proofing move mm-hmm. because if you're gonna, I know we we talk hypothetically about Destiny Three all the time, but it feels like it's becoming more and more of a reality that it's going to happen within the next couple of years. If you do a Destiny Three, you have to bring everything forward this time. You can't leave it behind. People would lose their goddamn minds. Correctly so. <laughs> Correctly so. Because I'm not, I don't want to go get some of these weapons for like a fifth time. Let's be honest. Give me um, the Icolos SMG version 4.0. Jesus Christ. 1.0.4. <laughs> um, you you would have to do that. And it's also worth noting on this mod customization screen, you have this. But if you tab on the controller, uh, or it, I'm, I'm saying controller, but I'm sure it works the same on PC. Like whatever your tab buttons are for bumpers. Uh, you can also swap over to weapons. So I think we're going to get a new thing for weapon mods as well, even if they're not ready to talk about that. Let's let, let, let's keep talking about this, though. Um, also something I want to call out, uh, the new artifact that is shown on this Warlock screen uh, looks very, very similar. Very Season of the Lost. Yeah, very Season of the Lost, very much like the, uh, the Wayfinder Compass. Um, I'm pretty sure that... Uh, we're still dealing with Zivu or Wrath in the first season of Lightfall. Yeah. Uh, and we it, never did circle back around to stopping that whole Dreaming City curse. <laughs> uh, we, we did not. Um, so there's also a tab at the top of the screen, so you can switch over and see what perks and stats your current weapons have without having to switch back to your character screen. Uh, so, yeah, it's right here. Um, all right, I, here we go. Now we've got a lot of talking. All right. All right. Take a drink. Take a drink. All mods will be unlocked by achieving Guardian rank 6. Most players who have spent time in the game will start out at rank 6 and instantly have all mods ready to go out of the gate. New players will unlock mods as they climb through the ranks. Look for more info on Guardian ranks soon. So, I I like that they're kind of staggering this. Guardian ranks feels like it has to be next next week's topic or at latest the week after, maybe. Yeah, and I'm Um, glad that they're not going to make you and me grind a bunch just to get Dude, back if to i had to work. go re-earn the shit i already have equipped <laughs> i would rightfully lose my mind yeah but i giving new players and a, a clear path to get these i, I also hope that there's awesome. some tutorials that explain what those are meant to do yeah because that's been the biggest obstacle that i've seen with trying to get some people involved in build crafting yeah you got Shahan right there. Have him teach the blueberries what a charge with light means. You know, <laughs> hell, let 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 Drifter do that. You know, something just <laughs> let you, let Shahan teach charge with light. Let uh let Drifter teach you how to be a bad guy with elemental wells. <laughs> um, yeah, you, here's how here's how to ruin a a kindergartian's day in five easy steps. Uh, mod application details. Uh here we go one of the biggest things that we were excited about yesterday mod energy types are being removed limiting the need for four different versions of a given armor piece for build crafting purposes big ups oh it gets even it gets even it gets even better 
We're also converting the combat style socket into an additional mod socket for that armor slot. Helmet, gauntlets, etc. We're also reducing the energy cost of many of those mods, helping you give more opportunities to mix and match. Oh. Man, can we just appreciate how much it was done in those three sentences? Because it's it's huge i no longer have like like we said you know some of us had multiple armor types where we were paying constantly paying to switch them and then you gotta reslot everything and it's just it's so annoying and you forget like oh which el which element is said uh is said thing on it got to the point where i was carrying four pieces of every set of armor just so i could see what mods went with what yeah, that's the point that we were at, and I think I play this game more than the average person, and I yeah, couldn't if, remember. If people like us have to sit down and go, wait, where is you know, how is a casual or a new player gonna, you know, I can imagine looking at right. it and say, you know what, I don't want to fuck with this. I'm just gonna play the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, additionally, armor mods that previously provided benefits to weapons based on their archetype, for example, hand cannon loader, will now instead provide benefits to weapons based on their damage type. This levels the playing field for all weapon archetypes and should make it easier to put together a powerful suite of mods to benefit multiple weapons in your loadout sharing a damage type. Um, I want to see how this one plays out before I praise yeah. this too much. Because I think on... The way I'm interpreting this is this is supposed to bring your weapons more in sync with your subclasses, which we always said was going to happen with 3.0. Yeah, they've been leaning into it since... Uh... Since beyond but this light, is really, another one yeah. of those things that I think, like, until you see it in-game, it's going to sound mm -hmm. a little confusing to talk about. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah. I mean, this is something that I think you're going to have to go experiment with, because, I mean, like, listen... I'm going like to need to see it. Does that mean yeah. that I'm just going to have a mod that lets me reload solar weapons faster? Am, am I right. going to have to have a reload? That's what I'm kind of thinking it is, and I, I don't yeah. know if I like that. Yeah, I'm going to have to... Am I going to have to run a kinetic and a solar reloader? You know, or yeah. So I, I'm with you. I want to see that one in practice before I pass judgment on that one. But I'm interested. I'm curious to yeah. see how it plays. I'm interested to see how it plays. Um, but that's not all. Here, here's probably for me the biggest piece of news out of this entire. This post. is so cool, Josh. <laughs> oh my god, I gotta take a deep breath because my neighbors are gonna wonder why I'm screaming in euphoria. Artifact mods are being translated to unlockable perks. They will no longer need to be socketed, but rather unlocked for the duration of the season once earned and are passively applied to your loadout. Let's fucking go. How this many times so cool. have we been constricted about what we need to put on the class items, John? I I have basically just said fuck a lot of my builds this season because I've got to put a goddamn seven energy mod on my arms to get unstoppable grenade launcher. Unstoppable you know? <laughs> grenade launcher. Oh yeah, that's a pain in the ass because then it's like, well, are you going to sacrifice some of your stats to be able to run a barrier weapon too? Or are they yeah, just counting it was on the same you last season with the six energy uh, barrier sniper. Most people don't even bring snipers into PVE since they got nerfed into the ground, anyways. So, like, why is it cost? So, I mean, you, you have that, but let, let's talk about the class item overload. Like, four yeah. of the uh, I, we have like four or five viable mods down there this season, and mm -hmm. you can't equip them because oh, I can't do like breach and clear is down there, or the version of breach and clear that we got. Mm -hmm. Advanced scout is down there. Lucian finisher is down there. You cannot equip all three of those. 
That's nope. only eleven cost. You cannot you equip. Definitely can't put a resilience mod. You can't put nope. on a charge with light mod. You know you. you it's know, it's and... fucking wild. It's fucking wild. It's screwing with my builds. I'm so happy this is gone. So let, let's break down what this. Let, let's break down what that means. Say the anti barrier weapon of the season is pulse rifles. This change will mean that you no longer need to equip a mod for it, taking up space and energy. All your pulse rifles, unless they have an intrinsic champion mod, will automatically have anti barrier applied. Having every single artifact mod active at the same time would be a little OP. So because of that, you won't be able to unlock them all at the same time and we'll have to choose which 12 perks you have active at any given time. We Cowards. do want to make it as easy as possible to change up your build. So resetting the artifact will not cost anything. It never Thank should you. have in the first place. Thank you. This, you never should have had to pay to reset this in the first place. If you are a game that values yourself and prides yourself on being an FPS RPG and has really leaned into the RPG aspect since yep. Stasis. You cannot it, 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 It's asinine it. that they did that when they introduced this whole system with Armor 2.0, with the idea of true build crafting in, yes. in, in Destiny. And then they're like, hey, it's going to cost 16, then 20, then 30,000 Glimmer to reset this if you want to try out different mods or didn't pick the right ones, you know? <laughs> So I also want to say, I think that this makes artifice armor more critical than ever, because what does this mean for artifice armor's extra artifact mod slot? Starting in Lightfall, artifice armor will have a new unique mod slot that grants three additional points to your character stats like strength, mobility, intellect, etc. This will help you round out stats as you perfect your builds. There is no excuse now for not for every piece except for your exotic to be artifice you should have an artifice armor piece for every single slot yep i can't tell you how many of my builds i sit there and look at at like uh 98 disciplined and there's nothing else i can do to swap it out to get so two goddamn here's here's a question i have for this (laughs) and i was gonna get to uh miss 5000 watts had a really good tweet yesterday that she she had a few questions after reading this and her first question was about this. Will this be retroactively applied to existing artifice armor? And I have to say, if it's not, that is a massive L for both. It has to. It has to. There's no way that they would, oh, you weren't playing back then, or yeah. you didn't do it before this change? Well, suck it. They're just better than you now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's no, I don't think there's any reason to punish those of us who have gone out and done master content for the last year and not do it. Because this we forget artifice armor was introduced with Grasp of Avarice. That's why it's called mm-hmm. you know, artifice armor. Um, it was introduced with the master version of that. It's only been in the game for 13 months. Yeah. You can't, you can't go do that. I mean, I know some people might go, well, you know, it's been here for, it's only been here for a short amount of time. Like, no, when the only way to get this is out of master content, you are telling those people that the only reason they really had to go run that master content was completely useless. You, 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 you can't do that. You absolutely can't do that. Um, so I'm just fingers crossed because if so, I've got great stats on my artifice armor already and I'm ready to go. Um, and I would say at the very least, you want to have an artifice uh, class item at the very least. Because I mean, why, why wouldn't you want those extra points, right? Um, so many of us use those smaller mods, but like with being able to mix and match these mods, like I, I'm, I'm looking at it right now for the armor and it looks you still have your, your typical slot. For the uh, for the upgrades, right? Yeah. For your um, your recovery, resilience, etc. And then you have it looks like three of anything that you want, and then you have what would traditionally be a combat style. 
Well, that's what's insane about this change. And I'm curious to see where they throw all these mods, where they all shake out, because in theory, you could run three combat style mods on one piece of armor. You so know, we see that stasis mod in the middle yeah. slot there. That's what they, you know, they got rid of the idea of a combat slot. It's just, you have your stat slot and then you have three additional slots there, which could be, you know, so that brings, drops, me, that, re- that brings yeah. me to the second question from her. Um, I guess I'm not, I'm not going to talk about it because we've got armor charge down below where we're going to talk about some of this. Yeah. Um, let, 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 let's move on. I think how they, how they structured this post is a little weird. Uh, mm-hmm. But let, let's go ahead and blow through the next two things, which are also are just ama- amazing changes. <laughs> Match game is being removed from high difficulty activities. RIP in peace. No one will miss you. This Thank is God. absolutely <laughs> the best Destiny meme of the year. It is uh, Grant Gustin doing the, the peace sign over Oliver yep. Queen's grave. And it just says Destiny players and then Match Game is on the tombstone. It is the best meme of the year. I have sent that to multiple people just cackling at it. It's it's corny. I don't care. It's exactly how yeah. I feel. I have it's- long lamented about how two things that I really hate in endgame content are accessibility for champions. And this season highlights it more than any other season I've ever played. It is awful this season. It is awful. And match game. Yeah. And match Even game last doesn't night, make sense match in, game- the new, in the new world where you're encouraged and rewarded for running weapons that match your subclass. It, it sucks when you're, you know, okay, I have this great in-game arc build and uh, there's void and solar shields. And unless I just want to mainline Arbalest through a whole GM, I cannot run arc weapons in that setting or lean on my team to pop every barrier. You know, it's just, this is a great change. Well, it's, it's not even that. It's also that it, like the other night I was doing GMs with Dealer and Noob and we thought, oh, all the different types of shields are in here. Can I tell you how many fucking void shields were in that boss room of Insight Terminus? Can I tell you, John? How many, Judge? A lot. The only thing I had for <laughs> void shields were grenades and Titan. Because I was running my Icolos SMG because it just There's shreds. nothing I, like hip firing a heavy weapon to break dude, a shield on a red bar. Let's go. So, fu- so fucking bad. So goddamn bad. <laughs> and it was just like... I don't know if anybody knows how I play my Void Hunter, but I have things dumped into getting my super back as quickly as possible and getting my dodge back like every 10 seconds. And let me tell you something. That was a fucking nightmare. Like after the first run, I was like, all right, that's it. I'm breaking out Unforgiven. We're going back in. I'm breaking out Unforgiven. I have to. Um, yeah, so th- th- this is great. Um, Damage to different types of shields. Uh, Base shield resistance to non-matching damage types across the entire game is being adjusted to 50%. Similar to Gambit, how Gambit is now, and we will have some other ways for you to do bonus damage to shields that we will tell you about before launch. This will help you synergize perks and abilities around a single damage type rather than diluting them across several different ones. I imagine that some of these will be uh, artifact mods. Definitely. And probably, Um, uh, we'll talk about it later, but we are getting hints at some new fragments, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's something there for each of the Yeah, now that the 3.0s have been out there in the wild for a while, they're they're probably going to want to see how Strand settles first before Mm -hmm. pulling the trigger on putting those in the game, but they are absolutely working on them. Yeah. Let's talk about my favorite thing. Champions, John. Champions. 
We want to make sure how you can't counter champions is more logical. That should also make it easier to learn how to deal with them in the first place. Thank you fucking God. It's been over three years, guys. So while you will still have a selection of anti-champion artifact perks available to you based on your current weapon selection, we are also adding some anti-champion options to your subclasses to complement your weapons. Barrier champs can be countered by Solar, Void, and Strand. When using volatile rounds from your weapon, it will also pierce the barrier and stun the champion. When a player is radiant, their attacks pierce champion shields and stun them. Strand will also have a method of piercing barriers. Overload champs, Arc, Stasis, and Void counter. Damaging an overload champ by triggering the jolted condition stuns the champion. Likewise, suppressing the champion stuns them as does slowing them with stasis. And then, here we go. Unstoppables. Arc, Solar, Stasis, and Strand counter. Blinding an unstoppable champ instantly stuns them. So, uh, always unstoppable grenade launchers. Uh, I don't, uh, I do want to put a quick pin in that before we continue. I don't know that that's going to work that way. I'm pretty sure it's only going to be the arc blind from your subclass that's going to work. It would be cool if a well, blind grenade Well, you know what, John? I'm going to choose the belief. I'm going to, I'm choosing the belief cool. here because. If not, Josh, I will, I got your back with blinding shoulder charges all day and night. All right. Because Jolt, you. Jolt sounds like it's going to work. So. Mm. I, I'm yeah. choosing to believe. Encasing we'll them find out soon. <laughs> encasing them in stasis and shattering it or triggering a solar ignition on them likewise stuns them. Strand will also include an unstoppable champion counter. Thank God. These these have been like artifact mods and they're just putting mm. them into the game now. They're yeah. just straight up putting them in the game. <clears throat> yeah. You, you can't get you much know. better than this. My, my Joe, Phil, our uh, nerd, our warlock uh, homies, your stasis turrets... Overload champs from now on. You ain't ever got to worry about overload. Overload and unstops. Overload yeah. and unstops. It's great. Yep. Josh, you you void hunters, you and Max, you, you ain't ever got to worry about barrier overloads again. Never again. Never again. This is phenomenal. This is Depressing absolutely Depressing smoke bomb, you know, volatile rounds all, all day. Dude, fu fucking hunter knives all day. Are you, yeah. you kidding? Fuck, fucking Calibans, man. Calibans is going to be wild for unstoppable champs yep um, you're telling me as a titan i can bonk someone with my hammer become radiant and pop a barrier champ with with wither horde that's just something i can do now forever so I, I, I also i want to draw attention to something <laughs> that uh there were people finding that figuring this out on reddit and twitter within about an hour of this announcement yesterday if you have a chill clip fusion rifle with radiant You'll be able to counter overloads, unstoppable, and barrier shields. Yep. That is wild. That's absolutely wild to me. So if you don't have a good Riptide, this is your warning to go get one. Also, there's a world drop this season. I, I, can, I can't pronounce it because it's not even a word. Arvin869 or whatever the world yeah. drop uh, spaces fusion. And the fusion from Vow, which I do have crafted. Also very good with chill clip. Yeah, you definitely you definitely want to go get those. Uh, that's that's just that's wild. I'm so happy because basically the way that I play, uh, you're or the way anybody plays, you're always countering two types of champions. Yeah, always. And even that if is, you're not on solar, yes. if you if someone on is on your team is on solar, they make the whole team radiant when they get that. Uh, when they get yeah. the, when they get the melee. So that's, I mean, uh, Gear Falcons are about to be absolutely essential for Hunter. Not that they weren't yep. already, but they're going to be even better now. Yep. Absolutely yep. busted. Uh, Osseomancies. Yep. 
god dude i i can't fucking wait uh what is it uh what, what else was i gonna say um i always forget the names of them but the um the hunter gauntlets the stasis gauntlets oh they give you the juiced uh, stasis grenades yeah 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 those things those things are gonna be wild too let's get to the the last real major section here uh armor charge mods with the combat mod socket going away you might have heard john and i say this a few times Many mods that once belonged to Charge with Light and Elemental Well subfamilies of mods now fall under a revamped system known as Armor Charge and move to armor slot-specific sockets. The mechanic functions as follows. This is where we're going to need to see it in action because there's a lot of words here. Socketing an armor mod that uses the Armor Charge system gives you access to the system. The functionality of taking charge, picking up an orb to gain one stack of the charge, is now granted to you whenever you have any armor charge mod equipped. Thank you. Many mods that previously created elemental wells or gave you stacks of charge with light have been converted to instead create an orb of power. Also good. You can now hold between zero and three stacks of armor charge by default, which appears as a buff in the status effects area. By socketing chest armor mods, charged up, you can increase your maximum number of armor charge, charge stacks as high as six. There is no reason to not have charged up equipped, essentially. Every single build is going to use this. Unless you're just I also love absolute... that you don't need that. You Just by having a charge with light mod on at all, I love that, that it's default behavior to become charged by picking up an orb of power. I love yeah. that so much. But I'm saying, like, we're, we're all going to yeah. be running charged up also because we want to have those Time stacks as six. high as possible. If they keep high energy fire as is, that's going to be nuts because that's normally, that's why you basically only build around using high energy fire on bosses is because you don't kill anything. So it doesn't take your stacks away because normally yeah, it's not there, worth there, it to get a, that, that is the number yeah. one mod that I think that will get nerfed into the ground. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, I think high energy fire is not long for this world, but they're going to let it have one more uh, glorious well, raid in the sun. They're, We'll get to it in just a couple bullet points, but the fact that they will decay, like your charges will decay over time if not used, I think is a self-balancing system, but we'll see if they adjust the the um, amount of bonus damage that it gives, because that seems nuts if you can get yeah, up to sure. six armor charges that easily. So, yeah, so, so we'll, let's go ahead and get to that now. Uh, some, mods, some mods provide a passive ongoing benefit when you have any stacks of armor charge. When you have one of these armor mods equipped, every 10 seconds a stack of armor charge falls off if not consumed by something else. You can extend a decay time by socketing extended charge mod in the class item socket. For example, Font of Wisdom in the head socket will provide a bonus gain to intellect while you have any armor charge active. Okay. Some mods consume one, two, three, or all stacks of armor charge on a particular trigger, granting you an instantaneous benefit when they do. Here we go. Here, here, here's, here's the two. Here's the two for us. A few other mods. Examples include stacks on stacks in the leg socket. Powerful friends in radiant light in the head socket. Uh-oh, for hunters. Mm -hmm. Time dial. We're going we're gonna to circle back to those two. Time dilation in the class item socket, etc. can modify the armor charge system for you without providing you with a specific benefit while you have armor charge. And finishers will now consume armor charges and do not dip into your super energy. So yeah, they, they have plenty of triggers here to manage those, mm -hmm. I think. The, the, the finishers, by the way, that's for like your Lucian finisher, your special yep. ammos, your... Uh, not, any, your, not uh, your aeons, but... 
any yeah. Ager's, uh stasis warlock uh, is probably never taken. Uh, what is it? Energy ammo finisher. I can't remember the name of the actual yeah. mod. Give up a thirty or super to make a green brick, so you never run out of uh, Ager's ammo. <laughs> no longer. No longer, my friends. I want to circle back to powerful friends and radiant light. And th- this was the other point that Watts was making. Those two are basically essential for any hunter build. Because hunters need as high a mobility as possible, but we also need strength for a lot of builds. A lot of them. Especially if you're running like uh, Ahamkaras or something like that, and you're trying to create the extra trip mines, or you know, you're trying to run uh, the extra stasis nades and things like that, you you have to have that. This is this is gonna be I think it's gonna be a little bit of a problem because I think it's time that we have, and I don't think tonight's the night to do it, but we are rapidly approaching the point where we need to have a conversation about mobility like we did with resilience a few seasons ago. And what's Res- interesting is I agree with you, but quickly, do you, do you think recovery needs the same tri- treatment? Because I think recovery I think it's by time itself to take a, is I, so I do. I'll be honest. I think it's time to take a pass at those two. Yes. They need to be brought more in line with resilience because... Let me tell you something. Resilience finally fucking mattered. And yeah. I'm glad that it did. Well, that's but... my argument is that I feel like recovery by itself it already is important, you know, yeah. in both PvE and PvP. That's why well, so, and that, that's the, I think that's the problem that's... The cost four, right? I, I think specifically <laughs> that's the problem that hunters run into is because you need to have your mobility as high as possible to be getting those dodges mm-hmm. back, to turn your teammates invisible, to activate... Um, Oh, what do you call it? Um, not not Gwision, not Gwision Vest. Um, gear Falcon. No, gear, well, Gear Falcons, uh, Gear Falcons, and your um, I don't know. Half of your hunter exotics are based around yeah. Your dodge, the, so. b- bottom line, almost every good, especially PvP exotic, is based around the dodge, Bacris, etc. Like, and we, you know, I know you, you Hunt and dogs. I were joking. You and I were joking back and forth about uh, hunter dodges earlier. We're going to get in that with the Schwab. But the reality is, like, if our dodges get nerfed, then that's actually a pretty significant problem because we have so many things that rely on it. And that's that's a that's an example of I think like poor building. I think that's poor weapon craft or poor armor crafting. Excuse me. I think that the idea was good there, but having so many things intrinsically tied to something that is problematic in the game. As a hunter, yeah. I'll tell you that dodging is problematic. Yeah. No, it's. it's, it's... It's it's why you see so many hunters in PvP because a free lane change every like yep. if you have ten or ten mobility what is it twelve seconds less than the, that. you less know than um, so yeah having a free oops I peaked the wrong lane I'm back in cover and if I'm wearing a you know that either means I'm invisible or maybe I get a healing boost from that stupid helmet I hate uh, you know being able to do that all the time is so powerful if they give mobility a default benefit, what could it be that wouldn't give hunters an insurmountable advantage in crucible? Cause right now all resilience is doing in the crucible is giving you flinch resist. Yes. You know? Um, so I wonder what and, that and would I'm be. Not disagreeing. What if they... I, th- I, I think with the new changes, it again, this makes it yeah. a little bit easier to balance things. And I think we'll have to see how this all shakes out. And Strand, Strand could fuck everything up. Like, I, oh, I, 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 I'm not I'm saying as the system yeah. exists today, and with the information we know that's coming, there is rapidly a conversation that will need to happen about recovery and mobility. Because I was like, 
we know that there, there's a there's some nerves to tighten barricades coming, but mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many more overshields I was seeing as opposed to dodges in trials this past week. That how many more overshields I was seeing in Iron Banner, and it's just oh, like yeah. it's it's not even like yeah, Sightons are a problem, but it's it's the void overshields are I. I honestly think the void overshields are more of a mental thing than an actual issue, if that makes sense. I'm not saying they didn't need to be toned down. They definitely did. But I think it only gives you like 35 health, you know, like yes, one hand cannon when, bullet. When you have does multiple like... people with that barrier, though, yeah. on a team or multiple people that are grabbing that same buff, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. I mean, even this week when I was playing with Dealer and Oak, both of them were playing on Titans. We had a regular Titan barricade and then we had a Titan. We had a sight in one. Like, if people are stupid enough to peek you, like, in three-on-three, like, that's your own fault. But, like, 6v6, that can spiral the game with the respawn timers. Especially in something like Iron Banner. It's just... It, it's it's time. It's been a full year. Let's, let's bring it Are you saying you're over. not hunting down weapons with turnabout, Josh? Or over-under? Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> I don't mind over-under on... So I actually got over-under on one of my Adept Mind vendors, and I do genuinely look forward to using it. But it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, if we're going to... Because I, I always hear the complaints about about Hunter Dodge. It's like, okay, we, we need to have a conversation about those Void Overshields. Yeah. But hey, Sightings. we'll get to that in the TWAB. We, and we, we will. Um, but yeah, mobility and recovery definitely need to be looked at. And I mean, I'm going to need to see how this, uh, how this mod system stacks out. Because I cannot imagine they're going to let you have both Powerful Friends and Radiant Light in the same... It looks like you can, but you're going to be giving up either ammo generation or targeting, uh, which Great. to do Fine. it, you know, Fine. yeah, that, the, uh, just, dude, just the, the extra, <laughs> the extra bonus is worth it for me, at least for the mobility, the mobility, I can mm. probably go without uh radiant light for the most part because i have enough other ways and with- yeah i mean you literally get your dodge or your melee back when you dodge so yeah you know I- i'm not uh, yeah so i'm not as worried but that powerful friends if- man that all is- i'm gonna say is if they do give mobility and in- an intrinsic buff uh i'm gonna say they're gonna need to give resilience high resilience makes your guardian buffer so titans look even bigger than they do now with 100 resilience <laughs> The other thing I would suggest is that uh, maybe instead of you getting a plus 20, maybe it's just a plus 10 now. Yeah. Or it only gives you that benefit while you have an armor charge. That could be another route, which would be real rough in PvP, but fair dinkum, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I I think that's... These that, mods were not designed to stay in the game forever, right? Like that's they weren't, but that's that's what I'm kind of getting at is, unfortunately, those two mods specifically for hunters have become so mm-hmm. essential that yeah. like literally every build, almost every build I've made for three years has used those. I know you can make yeah. other builds, and people who are much better at build crafting than I have have made other builds and made workarounds. I, mean, I know. I, I, I said it at uh, like uh, at, at the beginning of the podcast. I'm a titan, and I have those on in every crucible match. You know, I mean, I have them on Crucible. I have them on. It's free I don't go into a master activity or a raid without having those either. Oh, yeah. I can't tell you how many times going invisible has saved the team, and I've had to run around and get revives. And making the whole team charge with light, you know, that's definitely well, I mean, very I mean, useful. Well, up but, until yeah. up until last season, uh, we we all know very well by now. I played a support hunter, mm-hmm. which is not the class you want being your support, but <laughs> I was doing it because I was the one with divinity. 
And it's like, well, do we give up really high DPS or do we take the guy who has the second highest DPS and have him just run diff? And that's basically what happened. Otherwise, it was going to be you running it. It's like, no, that's that's dumb. Like, ideally, you want a well lock doing it. Yeah, because if I'm running it, I have to yeet and then run back into the well and then put div on, you know, yeah, no, <laughs> get not, the div. It doesn't work. work. Um, okay, so Elemental Wells evolved. Uh, we're just going to fly through this real quickly. Um, instead of creating Elemental Wells, each subclass will now create damage-type-specific spawned objects. Ionic Traces for Arc, Fire Spite for Solar, Void Breaches for Void, Stasis Shards for Stasis, and Strand will have an object we'll share more details on in the future. Uh, these will not come from armor mods, but from your subclass instead. For example, while Ember of Tempering Fragment is active for Solar Hunters, it will not create a fire spite when you defeat an enemy with Solar Weapon. Uh, picking up any of these objects will grant ability, energy, or have other effects depending on your subclass build. For example, if you're running a Solar subclass and you have the new Ember of Mercy Fragment equipped, so there's our hint at new fragments, uh, picking up a fire spite will grant you the restoration effect. The number of these types of interactions will be limited at launch, but we intend to add, this, add to the system moving forward. Great. That's what we've always said. Like we want to see the game evolve each season. Yeah, and that that was the beauty of the 3.0 slash stasis system, right? Is that right. It, there's no reason they couldn't throw a new fragment or some new aspects in, you know, it, without having to right. rebuild now, the now entire that had a season or two off. And mm -hmm. I assume Strand was probably pretty far along because we had indications that Strand, not strand itself but the there was an element of some kind being planned for witch queen before they backed off of it yeah i have a feeling that this was pretty far in development already yeah i think they saw after how i mean even ignoring the fact that stasis came out so overtuned even beyond that imagine if we got stasis and strand back to back before getting our armor 3.0 how outdated and, and not useless but undertuned a lot of our base light abilities would feel yeah i agree um uh while the main goals here were to streamline the build crafting experience we also had to do some tuning while we were under the hood to address some of the power spikes certain build combinations created we looked at every single mod and some were changed some were moved to other slots transition to other abilities or removed with the removal of armor, energy type, and the consolidation of mechanics into armor charge, some mods became redundant and were removed. Some ability energy gains, stat bonuses, and weapon damage bonuses from mods have been reduced. Then I would almost guarantee that's powerful friends in Radiant Light that are being talked mm -hmm. about right there. Um, but we've also added some new mods to expand build possibilities. Not all previous builds are going to be able to be recreated one-to-one, -one, but the system has been changed enough to open up a lot of new possibilities with new mods and combinations. And like we already said, we're going to take a moment of silence here. An example of mods that are not coming along for the Rider Warmind cells. These are a relic of a different time and had already been nerfed in the past. They had a good run, but these mods will be deprecated and no longer be available starting in Season 20. Make ways for new options to consider when crafting your preferred combat style. Do, do, do. I'm pouring one out. Yep, man. Pour, pour one out for a real one. Uh, hey, when we get the third Ross Butin season a year and a half from now, they can bring him back for a season. Oh my god! I, can... I swear, I swear <laughs> to God, John. I swear to God. <laughs> um, and that's that does it for build crafting. That does it for build crafting. Um, this really as with everything involved supporting Destiny 2, this evolution is not an endpoint. We have plans to continue tuning and improving this system, and we'll be adding new build crafting elements to fill power gaps we didn't have a chance to get to with this release. I am 
I mean, this is the biggest change that they've done to the system, probably since introducing combat style mods. Yeah, since Shadowkeep, right? Since they gave us that yeah. Armor 2.0 sit down. Since, because um, uh, I mean, God, we got charged with light in Dawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah since, when we got our uh, first, God, what a uh, great fucking season. Mod. What a great fucking season. It's I looking better it. and better in the in, in in hindsight, man. Yeah, this really is. I think it was Astacross who said that this almost feels like a Destiny three level change. Yeah, this is this is shit that would have been in Destiny three. Yeah, I could see uh, old Joe Blackburn sitting down on an E three stage and going over. This is how Destiny three is going to change how you play Destiny. You know, I could see that in my head. This is, I am. I cannot wait to start fucking around with all of this in Lightfall and a whole new subclass. But even with just what we have now, I'm so excited to fine tune all of those builds and, and see where all these land after the buffs and the nerfs and, and some new toys to play with to boot. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Josh, good, having good 12 stuff. passive buffs on your character all season. That's just insane to me. <laughs> and you can reset it at any time. Yeah. yeah. And that just makes it so easy because, like, oh, I'm just going to reset it and pick another 12. Like, I can reset it between activities if I need to. Yeah. yeah. I think I asked you in a DM the day this came out, but I really wonder how wild they're going to go with artifact mods because of that fact. Because I they're think, all going to I think the first season, they're, they're going to play it a little safe that first season. Yeah. Because I think, but at the same time, I feel like they can kind of go as wacky as they want, knowing it'll just be here for a season. Yeah. There, that is the point of the power effect, right? I also think this means that Advanced Scout is probably going to be a permanent fixture on the Artifact mod. That would be really nice. Um, yeah, that would be really nice. There are a lot of solo players. Uh, RIP to those of you with, with, with no friends. Um, that's what I like about the Discord. <laughs> yeah, come, I, come like, to the Tower you know, Casuals Discord. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll run stuff with you. Before we jump into the TWAB, because there's actually not as much in the TWAB as I thought that there was, but we do have a lot of questions to get to. Uh, I, I want to address, I said we were going to talk about a fake conspiracy, and I oh. really debated about this because I didn't really want to bring it up last week. I can touch on it very briefly. I can't remember off the top of my head. But, um, oh, Jesus. Okay. Sorry, I accidentally, I couldn't figure out why my volume just went like really loud and I set my phone on my volume key on accident. Um, I was like, oh Jesus, I'm echoing. John, um, why are you screaming? No, it, it was me. I could hear myself in my headphones. Um, there there was a report about a week, about a week ago now, I guess. It was just before the, uh, it, it was just before we recorded the show last week and I held off talking about it because it was either just before or just after, one of the two, I don't really remember which. But I didn't want to bring it up because I wasn't sure how real it was. Um, there was a player who posted to Reddit, <laughs> an evergreen source of information, and said that upon logging in, they got contacting Destiny servers, and then they were kicked back to character selection, and their warlock was gone. Their main was gone, with all their weapons and everything that was on there. And I don't remember seeing any communication from Bungie on this specifically, and it's, I mean, I probably missed it because it was a very long week. But this is the uh, Liana uh, posted about it after it got resolved the next ah, Monday. Okay, okay. That's why I couldn't find it when I was looking for it. Okay. They deployed yeah. a one-time fix from my understanding. 
Yeah. And they were able to restore it. Uh, side tangent, this also, like, should prove that I know that MMOs don't usually have this, but Bungie very clearly needs to work in a character deletion thing. We've been saying this since Destiny 1, when people would, like, yeah. give their accounts over for remote play and shit would just get deleted. Yeah. It, um, it's it's terrifying. E, e, even yeah. in Liana's, uh, I don't remember exactly what she said, but she more or less said it took several teams several hours to figure that out for day, one. It took Guardian. them a couple days. Like people were <laughs> yeah. there twenty four seven to record to restore this one player's account. And of course, whenever you get this, you get the. Yeah, this is why I really and I don't blame the person for making a post. They didn't know what else to do. Yeah. It was the quickest way to get traction to Bungie. They had yeah. posted about it on the forums and people Post like, in the oh, forums, the post about it on Twitter, post about it on yeah. Reddit. Tag content creators, just get it seen because that is terrifying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the problem that the problem with it we, we, we ran into is the Bat Faith Brigade came out, of course. And there were no I saw no less than about six or seven people say that they had their characters also deleted. So this is whipping up an already upset and on edge community into just full on paranoia. I mean, there were people saying they were scared to log in. They were moving which shit is, to the vault before logging out every night. Which is I, fair. I, I we mean, were reaching like... we were reaching insane <laughs> levels and there were people demanding Bungie has to make a statement about this now. Well, Bungie made a statement through the Bungie help account yesterday. And this is just, like, pretty much the greatest, like, fuck you were right statement I think I've seen from a company in a long time. Maintaining your characters and progress is our top priority. After kicking off a deep dive investigation of a very low number of reports of missing characters out of an abundance of caution, we are confident no characters or progress were incorrectly lost by our systems. So you mean to tell me people erased hundreds of hours of this game just to stir up the community into a frenzy? Who would have ever thought? Who could <laughs> have thought? Just to get some fucking upvotes on Just Reddit. to get some fucking <laughs> upvotes and likes on, and attention from content creators on Twitter. And I like how the same people who were stirring up the community into a frenzy, though, who were, like, demanding explanations and, like, you know, literally, there was, there was, I think there's a difference between asking for an explanation and straight up being like, Bungie's a piece of shit for not addressing this right this second. Like, guys, tell me you don't know anything about game development or IT without telling me you don't know anything about game development or IT. It's yeah. probably most of the content creators you saw screaming about this online. The reactions I saw, for the most part, <laughs> on my timeline were fairly like, they're like, oh my god, yeah. like, if this is really a thing, we need to have this addressed. It's yeah. the people and that it I is terrifying. Have. I don't. I, no, no, I, I don't. Josh, got, I, I, I mean, hey, if this is your livelihood, I'd be afraid too. But it's the people that I already have muted and/or blocked who were like stirring the community. It's never a good sign when I see somebody quote an account that I have muted. It's just never a good sign. <laughs> and I was just like, oh god, here we go, here we go, yeah. here we go. And then those same people. Do you think they retracted their statements when this came out? No. Uh, so yeah, uh, people people created a scene to uh, you know piggyback off something very real and probably you know downright just disheartening to that person to yep. get some likes and further erode the studio's trust in the community. Um, oh my god! All right, we got a little bit of we got a little bit to talk about here in the twab. We're Fair warning, the Schwab is long. We are not reading all of this. There is a lot in here about airborne effectiveness. There's some graphs in here. 
about like matchmaking and stuff you guys yeah, can... the, the bulk of it is nitty-gritty details on yeah. on matchmaking systems and i mean very quickly the 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 tldr on all that is they introduced aerial effectiveness to level the playing field for lower skilled players now that we have skilled based matchmaking in the game they don't feel that needs to be as strict yeah you know that's that's uh, literally it yep you know i guess another big point is uh now that we have fire team based matchmaking uh they're removing some of the solo matchmaking cues starting with iron banner we'll have to see how that plays out um but you know we we've talked about it before even when we were playing with dealer like if dealer literally sat down and did the math of like how many different pools of players there were uh, based on all of the different matchmaking requirements and what area you're in, what platform yeah. you're in. So taking some of those out and keeping the player population a little higher in each of those pools hopefully will alleviate some of the connection issues we saw, especially during Iron Banner. God damn, it was uh, a lot of uh, a lot of lag going on in these in these lobbies. So, but yeah, we don't need to read twelve paragraphs about that. Yeah, no, we're we're absolutely not going to uh, we're absolutely not going to dig into that. Just sorry, guys, that's just it's not interesting and it's not fun to talk through talk to. It is important, and but uh, go if we're it, not if the, it affects we're not you, the guys. No, you know we're, we're it, not it, the guys. Uh, we are very <laughs> casual, crucible guys. Uh, we usually crack a couple beers and go in there and have a lot of fun. Um, we are we are not the guys to talk to about this. Uh, ask your PvP friends or. Um, Honestly, go uh, go check out what uh, somebody like Cool Guy or True Vanguard has to say about this. Um, they are better sources on PvP than I, than either of us are. Just straight up. Um, let's talk about that. There's a lot of bullet points here, and they're all good ones. Yeah. Red border drop yeah. rates. January 18th, change went live in-game that makes it easier for players to get the red borders they crave in raids with craftable weapons and in the duality dungeon. Uh, this yeah. was also... They also confirmed off to the side on the brand new destiny Two help Twitter account that there will be another raid that will get red borders uh, mm. in lightfall. You think there will be a machine that we need to exercise some wrath on next year, Josh? Well, no, an, an existing raid, an existing raid is going to be updated. And get Oh, I see what you mean. Like a la- last wish or, uh, uh if I had, it's going to be vault garden. It's going to, it's going to be vault. Oh, it'll be Vault. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Vault is the easiest one to do. It still has people that are in there. It's. I wouldn't mind some Vex-themed origin traits on those either. All all I'm going to say is I think that the Vault weapons like still have a place. When's the last time you saw people openly using Last Wish or Garden weapons, even when they came out? That's why I'm conflicted about it, because my... My uh, adept Fatebringer still holds up in the current sandbox. Nothing yeah. from either of those raids from Last Wish. Uh, yeah, like I mean, I, on one hand, it's like <clears throat> I I would like to see those introduced because I think that they would also breathe life into those raids, if, especially if you don't plan on sunsetting them. But at the mm. same time, those are the two most tedious raids to do, and I just don't. No. Also, I think like they got to be looking at it from the perspective of there's going to be people 100% who are going to log in and just do Shirochi every week and then bug out. Or just log yeah. in and do Ribbon every week and bug out. Um, 
At least Either with way, Garden this and... is a bog. You can't do that. It's still a win. It's still a win. Like, yeah, ignore because if, ignore my poo pooing. This is this is a win. <laughs> this is great because like when when this season launched and and I was it uh, along with a, lo- a lot of people in this community very excited to craft Deepstone weapons with new perks. Oh my god! Especially the flashy ones like Volt Shot and Incandescent. Yeah. And then you see the breakdowns of people who ran it fifty times in a week, and we found out it was like two percent drop rate for red borders <laughs> you know like uh I, I don't think we ran any more deep stones after the the first two weeks no i'm, it, I'm running a couple next i'm gonna run a couple next week when it's the future grade and yeah uh, we'll, it's we'll, at least we'll r- running one to buy a red border i guess at the end but yeah uh, this i would is, also like to uh point out that i am uh one epicurean and one fixed odds away from being able to craft those because i've gotten them so goddamn many times in uh duality so that's fun. Uh, faster dredge and title gilding. Can't believe this took this long. <laughs> this is the big news. This is going to take at rather least a half than requiring hour, thirty wins to gild the dredge and title, which is already an improvement over the fifty wins it used to be. By the way, we are changing it to fifty match completions with bonus credit for wins. At a minimum, this reduces the number of wins needed by five, and most players will require significantly fewer to get where they are trying to be. Title town. I am to that one guy on the tower I see a month that's dredging time six. Here you go, brother. Oh my god. Life yeah, is dude, you, you, you can uh, you can put the you can put the bottle down. Uh you can uh you can officially stop going out for cigarettes at seven eleven. Uh it, it's it's okay. It is okay to fit, come out and face your family again. I promise you, there there's help. There's help in the tower. Um, oh man, that got a little dark. Uh here's the big one. Here's the there there are two really big ones. John and I are happy about this. We were ecstatic over the next two things. It's happening. Starting with next week's patch. After you reach the soft gear cap, blue Angrams will stop dropping in the world. They fucking did it, Josh. And the equivalent number of additional glimmer bobbles will spray out instead. Oh my god, we are also adjusting all other gunsmith reputation gains by 25%, plus 25% to compensate for removing gunsmith rep from dismantling blue gear. We may not have caught every single blue Engram in the game, but the vast majority should behave this way. Oh my god, it's finally happened. Paul Tassie has just like seen the light. Christ <laughs> himself has come and visited him. Uh, he, is, you, he is a believer. DMG 4 came down from the mountain. To give him the ser- to give him the sermon and the loaves and the fishes, it's fucking happening. Except instead of loaves and fishes, it's edge transits and hotheads. You know, Dylan gave him this off the record when he did that interview uh, a week and a half ago because he was uh, Paul was posting uh, a series of pictures of blue engrams slowly fading until the twab dot today. Yeah, ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, it, it was really awesome. cheeky, but I enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is such a good change. Oh my gosh, Gosh, such a relief. No more losing shit because we're (laughs) running so many nightfalls we're not gonna have to it's it's significantly less shit that we're gonna see i i just lost 47 prisms turning in fucking uh 
Christmas grandma presents, opening all my presents at the end of the dawning. Oh my I god! I lost forty-seven yeah. prisons. You know, I lost it, prisons. It just, I lost golf. I lost golf balls. I got them all back this week because of yeah, uh, double I, nightfall rewards. Yeah, you know, but uh, even just the annoyance of every time you finish a crucible match, opening up your menu to delete the three blues that dropped for you that you don't even look at. You know, it just John. Can, can I can I tell you about something that also makes me really happy? After what makes three happy, years. Gosh. After three years, I'm finally going to do the Ariana's Vow Catalyst. Because the ah. Catalyst Quest for Year 3 Season Pass Exotics, Ariana's Vow, Symmetry, Tommy's Matchbook, and Wither Horde will now benefit from the Season Pass boosts like other exotic Catalyst Quests. Additionally, any seasonal ritual playlist activity will count towards ritual progress for all Season Pass Exotic Catalyst Quests. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit, this is just, this is, oh, oh, baby. Shout out to all the people who oh, made baby. the terrible mistake of not grinding the shit out of Destiny in the year of Shadowkeep. Uh, that is, that is the only one of those catalysts that I did not get done was Ariana's, because I am not a fan uh, of hand cannons. I don't know if you know that, uh, but Jesus Christ, just, oh, I'm so happy to see this, especially because Wither Horde is such an important weapon. Yeah, what is it, like 300 activity completions without I, I don't even know. Just but... to get the catalyst, not even to start working on finishing it, just to get the catalyst in yeah. your inventory. Yeah, you just start working you, on it. you lose any and all <laughs> will to live. Um, easier exotic glaive crafting. Uh, we're adjusting the quest needed to receive them to only require one portion of each weapon pattern from the Wellspring weapons, as well as ensuring the first drop of each daily Wellspring weapon will have Deep Sight. Once you unlock the recipe for the first exotic glaive, the other class recipes can be purchased by your other characters from the evidence board. Thank you! <laughs> I've been missing the Warlock glaive for a year. I can finally go buy it and just be done and stop having that exotic stare at me in collection. I am so glad I never went for the Warlock and Hunter one because now I think I might. I saw what you had to do to get them, and I'm like, you I know got what? the uh, I got aren't the Titan even that good anyway. <laughs> the, the Titan one popped on accident when I was doing the Master Wellsprings for my uh, Gumshoe title uh, a couple months ago with the Discord, and uh, I was like, oh hey, that's cool. I forgot that there were classics. I forgot class class specific lays existed because they're all terrible. Um, and then Rumble, in response to player feedback, we're bringing Rumble back to the Crucible screen as a permanent fixture and removed it as a rotator in the next patch. Cool. Nobody liked Rumble as the rotator. I don't think we played it. Yeah, it, the, Rumble is one of those things where, you know, Josh, you and I are probably not ever loading into Rumble, but I no. see a ton a ton of people who primarily focus on PvP in this game that love Rumble. because there's I you know, load in to throw matches for quest progress. <laughs> I emote. But, Shout out to everyone who was very sad to see it go. Yeah. I, We're I listening is not I just know, a meme. I don't there personally know any of you, but uh, shout, shouts to you. Save the date at Dawn We Raid, March 10th, 2023 at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is the second Friday in March. Uh, this was a really good idea to move it back to Friday. After the absolute catastrophe that was Vow of the Disciple, you have to split that load a little bit, and in case servers crash again, at least it's Friday and people are already at work. You got the full team, not just the skeleton crew. Yeah, working I, overtime. and I, I get know. that it's a rock, it's a rock and a hard place. I forget who it was. There was a there was a prominent Destiny content creator who was like, uh, "I'm going for my doctor. I'm doing my doctoral dissertation defense that day." 
<laughs> and they no. were like last week they were like begging Bungie. Uh, was it Scarrow? I think it's Scarrow. I think it was Scarrow Knight. Yeah. Who was like, please, for the love of God, Bungie, I'm trying to get my PhD. Please do not do this. <laughs> and and then they it. did it. I, in fact, uh, while while we're talking, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna actually look and see uh, if he tweeted about it today because that's gonna be fucking hilarious. No, he did. It, yeah, that's a, that's 100 who it was. R.I.P. in peace, but good luck finishing your PhD, my man. Yeah, I would. I would. Ra- I'd rather fucking have that. I'm just gonna be totally honest. You can do the raid on Saturday. It'll be a great way to celebrate getting your PhD. Do it with Mylan. What are, do we have a full raid team of Destiny content creators with PhDs? I know Mylan just got his last. Anyways, now we're getting off track. That's that's actually hilarious. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So and then. Just, matchmaking we're not talking about matchmaking we're not talking about airborne effect in this we're going to the stuff we actually care about just saying okay we are going to talk about these we're going to talk about weapon type changes uh smgs have long been heavily dependent on the range stat to be competitive smgs with a high range stat easily outclass all other smgs and low range auto rifles and hand cannons Recently made a change that brought these higher range options more online, but the difference between them and other SMGs is still too large. And some special case offenders that could hit nearly maximum range are still a bit too strong. So in general, increased damage and aim assist fall off start at zero range by 30%. Reduced, uh, yeah, you guys can read these numbers. I don't fucking care. Um, <clears throat> pulse rifles. Here's the one we're really going to talk about. We're really going to talk about pulse rifles. Because I think everybody has had an experience, if you play Crucible this season, with a Pulse Rifle. Where you've been dinged by it, whether it is Revision Zero or what. you It's happening. Right, John? Peace of mind, BXR, you know. Oh my god, there's... peace of mind's been terrorizing us all year. Yeah, um, Disparity, the new one this season. I actually fully crafted that, getting my Iron yep. Banner title. Yep, probably the yep. first gun I've crafted just in PvP. Uh Pulses are good right now. They're a little hot. Uh, the current map rotation, which is scheduled to change in Lightfall for both competitive and quick play, heavily favors ranged play style, and airborne effectiveness has made airborne play more difficult. With those things in mind, we didn't want to hit pulse rifles too hard without first seeing the effects of other changes on the overall sandbox, but we reduced the top-end range of pulse rifles on all input types and increased their native recoil on mouse and keyboard to bring their ease of use more in line with the controller. So basically, if you play on controller, it's not going to change a whole lot for you. Um, and this is a Crucible-only change, I might as well add. Um, increased recoil by 20% on mouse and keyboard only. Aim assist falloff start at 100 range by 10%. Damage falloff start at 100 range by 5%. BXR Battler is by far the most effective legendary pulse rifle in large part due to being extremely strong clo- up close with the legacy frame intrinsic and highly lethal at long range with best in sub-family zoom. We felt the fantasy of the gun fit better with the CQB hip-fire aggressive style gameplay, so we brought the zoom down more closely matched standard lightweight pulse rifles, which will open up some space for other options to work in. BXR Battler Zoom reduced from 20 to 18. And then uh, there, uh, there's been a 10% nerf to the uh, sidearm buff from last season, by the way. I'm just going to throw that yeah, in there. I'm not reading is, the whole explanation. We're fine. Yeah. It's still higher than it was before. They're just walking it back a little bit because sidearms are kind of insane right now. <laughs> but they are kind range. of insane, my friend. Uh, let's Let's hit on a couple of other things here. Uh, exotics reduced wave splash damage against players by 35% from dead messenger. Thank God. Cause I'm sorry. I'm so tired of getting hit by that thing. It has not been changed at all in PVE has Which not been good. changed in PVE. 
but yeah, a lot less, lot less frustrating. It can effectively one hit kill a player. Yep, I had that a whole lot in Trials yeah. and in Iron Banner, especially with that right. stupid Warlock teleport arc melee that they have. <sighs> you just dead messenger and then do that, and it's just you could wipe out a whole team on a point <laughs> or a stasis turret. Yeah. Uh, here's here's the one that uh, I think I hear dealers screaming from here about this one. Enjoy. Dead Man's Tale. <laughs> uh, tweet in the, the 6.3.0 update. Uh, had a much more dramatic effect than we intended. The weapon was additionally tuned around it, preferring body shots. This meant it had a larger aim assist cone to compensate, and once this was addressed, it spiked in effectiveness. At the same time, a damage penalty for hitting maximum stacks a cranial spike never felt good. We've pulled back various hip firing tuning to make hip firing at long ranges much harder and removed cranial spike penalty. Uh, so reduced hip fire and airborne aim assist cone by 25% on mouse and keyboard. Uh, reduced cone angle bonus scaling damage from 20% to 5%. Reduced uh, precision aim cone angle from 3 degrees to 0.8. And the uh, auto aim falloff scaler from 1.5 to 1.1. So this thing has not been driven into the ground, but it is going to be far from the best option you can use out there now. Thank God. Whew. All right. Let's talk about some of the future changes here, John. Real quick. Real quick. We got a couple right. bullet points here. In post-lightfall seasons, we'll be shipping some updates we're pretty cha- we're pretty chuffed about. I don't feel good saying that, so we're going to say pretty jazzed about. Uh, <laughs> more substantial changes to weapon hipfire reticles with the goal of exposing more information specific to weapon types or exotic functionality. A full auto melee setting. Yes. Oh Josh. My God. Punch. Josh. Punch. 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 I ruined two Xbox Elite controllers because the right bumper broke on them. This is <laughs> this is my setting. I am so excited. The, this so this st- is this we're gonna call this the Jonathan. <laughs> uh, another set of craftable reprised raid weapons with an origin trait, just like we talked about. Yep. Um, yep. Regular seasonal and mid-season balance updates and more. We also want to call it one more change, this time about Titan Exotic Gauntlets, Sighton Ramparts. Oh boy. It's time. It's, it's time. time. It's time. Increase the cooldown of the barricade ability while Sighton's Ramparts are equipped by 70%. Increase the God, amount of damage damn. players deal to a Sighton's Rarecade by 25%. This change should decrease how often one sees a Sighton's Barricade in a PvP match, as well as add more opportunities for effective counterplay. Now on to abilities. In patch 6.3.0.5, scheduled to be released the week of January 24th, we're releasing some ability changes we've been playtesting in Lightfall to address outliers in PvE and PvP. It's pretty telling that they had to move this, they had to take these out of the Lightfall patch and deploy them now, by the way. Yeah, which is good. In the Crucible, class ability uptime has inflated significantly over the course of the last year, so we're increasing the base cooldown of Barricade, Thruster, and Dodge by 20%. 20% is not the end of the world. I want to be very clear. If you have yeah. still built in and have 100 mobility, 20% is not the end of the world, but that those couple seconds will make the change between life and death. Yeah. If you are not a skilled PvP player. Yeah. And and you're looking at big numbers here, but remember, these are all the base cooldowns. When you're running yes. 100 resilience, when you're running 100 mobility... It's really going from like, like 10 12 to 12. to 16 seconds or whatever. Yeah, you it, know? it's yeah. really going to go from like 10 to 12 seconds, I think is what somebody equated it out to. Increased base cooldown, falling falling class abilities by 20%. Towering Barricade, base cooldown increased from 40 to 48 seconds. Rally Barricade, 32 to 38. Thruster, 30 to 36. Marksman Dodge, from 29 to 34. Here's the big one. 
And this is the one I'm really happy to see. Gambler's Dodge from 38 to 46. I usually use Marksman Dodge, especially in PvP, um, if I'm trying to reload a special weapon really quickly, for example. Um, I like to run Marksman a lot in there. I know it's not the ideal dodge, but uh, I like running it because I like having my weapons auto-loaded. It's nice. Um, but that's good. And living you know? I'm glad this is coming now, but yeah, the, the there's no way they could nerf barricades without also addressing dodge at the same time. There's no way. There would have yeah. been riots Cla- in the streets. Class abilities in general have been a, yeah. a sore point this whole year, you know, and I don't think I don't think there's any need at the moment to nerf how often you can drop a rift. I don't think warlocks in general are very strong right now in the current crucible landscape. No, they're um, so they're by far the worst. Is... They're by far the worst. By far. Um, but don't say that too loud because I don't want Bungie to to buff them too much. No, I don't. I don't, I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to fear looking at a Don Blade flying at me from fu- you know a, me- a football again. field away again. <laughs> um, with the update at the launch of season nineteen, we reduced the linger time of Touch of Thunder's enhanced storm grenades, but this hasn't meaningfully moved the needle. I know their potency or usage. Yep, that's true. We're taking a harder swing. No. We're reducing the damage dealt by each lightning strike from by 25% and making it significantly easier to avoid the roaming swarm by decreasing tracking speed and distance, especially near the start of its lifetime. Thank you. I cannot tell you how many times I dodged out of the way of one of those, literally ran away and still got hit. Um, secondary strike damage reduced from 40 to 30, added a 0.24 second delay between the grenade's initial strike on impact and the creation of the roaming storm. Roaming Storm's travel speed now begins at 1.5 meters per second and ramps up over 1.3 seconds to a maximum of 3 meters per second. It's previously traveled at a flat 3.5 meters per second. Roaming Storm's target search range now increases over 2 seconds after creation rather than starting at full size. That's a blow. Y'all are cowards. Just rock 100 resilience and risk runner. It was also time. time. It was also time, John. You've had, least, two, uh, you've had two seasons. You've had two seasons of enjoying it. It's time. This is PvP only. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Good. Okay. Then fine. Whatever. I'll I'll run I'll run double uh whatever the hell the or the lightning grenades the one that are like arc uh, trip mines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, get, anyway, I'll run two of those instead of the the, the last the last change we have to address. The, we're going to address this change, and then I'm going to scroll up. I want—I actually do want to read a paragraph very quickly in the uh, matchmaking section. Um, in the August 2021, 2021, man, year and a half ago, with update 5.3, we updated weapon penalties that affected the player while sliding. The goal of this change was to reduce the percentage of engagements where the outcome was effectively decided by sliding, especially when used with shotguns that instantly ended the fight from a significant range. Shotguns and other weapons have been tuned since then, and we've implemented skill-based matchmaking into the Crucible, so we've removed slide penalties in order to improve the feel and consistency of combat. Good luck, everyone. I have a feeling they may have to find a healthy medium here, because there is about to be a whole lot of upset people. Uh, It's important to note these changes are a first step toward where we want to be with ability, potency, and uptime. With Lightfall and Beyond, we have large-scale ability balancing tuning in the works, and we'll have more to share in the near future. I suspect this will be similar to how we got some of the stuff pulled to us right as Witch Queen launched, and it took mm-hmm. uh, the next season to really implement it. Or like when we got the uh, 30th anniversary update, we were told like weeks, if not months ahead of time, what that would include. Yeah. No, th- this whole, uh, even though we kind of uh, 
skipped over a lot of the nitty gritty about the like the aerial effectiveness changes yeah. and the matchmaking changes, which is again we we aren't the people to really speak to that. I do follow a lot of PvP people, and the, this has been like a big checklist of things that have made them have less fun in the Crucible. And uh, a lot of these were introduced to protect lower-skilled players, including you and me, Josh, from yep. people who can just yep. slide, jump, and shotgun you from a from a mile away, and you'd feel like you don't have a chance. Well, if we're going to stick with skill-based matchmaking, I feel like this is a big list of Ws for that community. Um, on that note, I do need to run away for just one second, if you don't mind driving. Yeah, you're good. Um, I want to address right, one. Right I want to address one final thing in here, and um, it, it is up in the matchmaking section. Um, I, upon like further reflection, I wanted to read this. In site in season 19, we added fire team based matchmaking, and as before, we will continue reviewing the analytics and player feedback to adjust our configs as necessary. Fireteam-based matchmaking is the first step towards enabling a fair playing field for fire teams of all sizes and eliminating the need for freelance nodes. As we grow more confident in our settings, expect to see fewer freelance nodes, beginning with Iron Banner. We know that it may seem jarring written out in text like that, but this is part of the process for long-term goals that will improve the experience across the board. After we've gotten sufficient data on this from players and from internal systems, we'll expand the fireteam matchmaking feature to trials and eventually competitive 3v3. Once we've ironed out the kinks associated with fireteam-based matchmaking, the next feature on deck is dynamic skill matchmaking. As mentioned before, this feature is geared towards improving matchmaking if you were in a low population skill bracket or during a particularly low population time. This is all to say we are aware of the current state of matchmaking. We are continually working towards improving our features and systems. We believe we are on the right track, and we want to share some of the data that makes us believe as such. And then that's that's where you get the... Uh, some of the graphs and things like that. And you guys can go read those and read their explanations and this and that. Um, I've seen several prominent PVP players say they don't necessarily agree with that, um, with what these graphs show and that they don't think, basically they don't think that Bungie understands what they're saying here. Um, and it really does seem like at times the rituals team doesn't really grasp it. And yet the sandbox team seems to understand the problems more and more. They're addressing the ability spam, for example, and, you know, Bungie's just like, see, look, uh, skill-based matchmaking is working. Um, you guys know me. You know that I don't mind skill-based matchmaking. Um, I generally feel like I can hold my own. Um, I, I want to have a little bit of a challenge sometimes. I don't want every match to be a stomp one way or another. Um, and also to the point, um, I actually have not been a gigantic fan of the freelance nodes outside, outside of comp. Comp is the one area where I've been a fan of it. I've not been a fan of it in Trials. I actually prefer to just queue into 3v3 Trials on my own um, or with a with a partner. And when it comes to Iron Banner, it honestly never really bothered me. Like, oh, you're going up against a six stack. Just because there's a six stack doesn't mean that's a guaranteed win. Um, and I think eliminating those nodes is... I think that is a good goal to strive for because like we were talking about with Dealer... There are a lot of instances where there are like 12 pools just in trials alone. Especially when Freelance Weekend is up. That Especially when Freelance is up. Like, you already have it split by those who have Steam members in their party and those who do not. That is yeah. already one split. So you have, an entire, you have an entire side that's just Steam players and just console players, and you have the one that's mixed. Right? Yep. And... and Multiple all pools in each. Skill-based matchmaking, and yeah, yeah it's... It, it's splitting a population of, like, 20,000, which, while not ideal, you could still do if you were all in the same pool. 
Yeah. It's really you know, hard in an ideal world where there would be millions of people in the crucible or whatever, or even hundreds of thousands, you could afford to leave these things in place. But yeah, sadly, that's not the case. Sadly, it's not the case. And a lot of that's a stigma around PvP, and I think they're trying to get rid of that stigma here. Um, the thing that catches me here is we are aware of the current status of matchmaking. I'm glad that you're aware of that, and I, I do like how dynamic skill matchmaking sounds for those who are, you know, for your guys like Cool Guy and True Vanguard, who are definitely several brackets above the rest of us, who are, you know, I wouldn't even call them super sweaty. I would just say they're extremely good no. at what they do. Um, yeah. But this was also one of the things that Watts was talking about. Watts was like, everything else sounds so good. She goes, none of this sounds good for me as a Crucible first player. She's like, I fell in love with Destiny because of the Crucible. I grind PvE because I need gear for Crucible. She's like, and, but she had, she actually had a really good take on this. And I'm not saying if it's the right or wrong attitude to have, but her attitude, and she pretty much said this verbatim, if the changes they have to make to the game is basically what appeases the overwhelming majority of the player base, and it alienates people like me, then that is a good change. She says, I am okay with that. She goes, my interest will wane, but if it is for the health of the game, then do it. Yeah. I, I've, like, uh... She goes, I will still <laughs> hang out for the story. And she's like, I love the story. I love the characters. I love the ambiance. She goes, I love doing the raids. I like the dungeons. She's like, I, I like all that stuff. She goes, but I love PvP. So... What were, you, what were you trying to say, John? I was going to say, you know, that's a sentiment I've heard echoed like I'd basically everyone on the firing line uh, yeah. uh, podcast. You know, same thing of like, this kind of sucks for us, but if it's best for the game overall, then I guess let's do it. Let's 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 make PvP better because PvP has been, you know, not to be uh, hyperbolic here, but kind of circling the drain for years now, you know. Yeah. Um, so let's hope this is uh, going to continue moving us on track forward where it's not a joke, you know. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, like, I largely have been very passive when it comes to PvP. And it's not like I, I don't enjoy playing it. I mean, God, when you and I first became friends, we were playing so much Crucible. But I've noticed, yeah. like, over the years, our time in Crucible has significantly dipped. And it's not just that, oh, we have a large group of people who want to go do, we want to go do Nightfalls, we want to do Dungeons, we want to do Raids. It's not just, like, the same three or four of us trying to do them all the time. It's that Crucible, at a certain point, stopped being fun for casuals. And I think they're trying to swing back towards that. But the problem is that stigma is there so much now that I don't know if they're going to be able to correct that without a brand new Destiny game. Uh, so I'm interested to see what they do. They did make a mention earlier in the job that they have more Crucible changes coming with the launch of Lightfall. So I'm going to cautiously yeah. wait and see what happens there. Um... Let's uh let, let's finish let's finish out this job. We got we got a few things here and then we got a bunch of questions. Whole bunch of questions. Uh there's some lunar new year stuff going on in the Eververse. Uh go claim your free envelope of bright dust that is in the 880 by the way. That's 880. Uh, that's yeah. It's not a lot, but it's enough to get that really sweet well, shader this week. Not a lot coming from the Scrooge McDuck of Destiny. What's your bright dust count at right now, Jeff? Uh 111,000. <laughs> I skipped. I'm... I skipped getting the. I skipped getting the big bright dust uh, chunk out of Scallywag because I was so like just burned out. But uh, dude, I, I have opened. I, 
John. I do that every season. I get the the big bundle. I do I do all the things every season. I don't think I've ever gone over forty thousand. My four, four of my five last Ingrams have had bright dust bundles in them. You they're, do they're the like they're like we're not giving you anything. Spend it, you fuck. You 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 do have the benefit of not giving two shits about Titan or Warlock fashion or finishers. It's true. Uh, you, you do benefit from that. It's true. I, I, am really, a whore. I really could not care less. I barely ever play my... I probably play my Hunter maybe four hours a year, and I yeah. still pick up cool Hunter finishers, because, like, the Golden Gun one? I mean, come on. Oh, it's fucking great. L- let me tell you <laughs> something, John. I logged in and bought something for my Warlock for the first time in, like, three years last season, and it was it was the shoes for the Fortnite set because I wanted my warlock to have space. <laughs> Just Jordans. the shoes. I wanted space Jordans. That's exactly <laughs> what I told Chelsea. I was like, I want space Jordans, and she couldn't get over that. She's like, you walked in to buy Jordans for a class you don't play. For a class you don't play, because it's funny. Like I have all this like awesome like regal armor on my warlock that I never play, by the way, and then I have Jordans on. I will say this is the year, not to get too far off track here, because we have so much to talk about, but uh, I, I, I do think I've played less of my Warlock this year than any other year, because Titans are finally good again. Yeah, Titan, Titans are with, actually with good 3.0. again. They're, they're worth running now. Yeah, for a long time, whenever we were doing Nightfalls or Raids, I just kind of defaulted to Warlock, because as long as we had one bubble, you didn't need another Titan for anything. Yeah. Uh, so... Titans have been um, eating fucking good this year. There, there's a lot of stuff in the Eververse for Lunar New Year. Go check it out. Uh, there's a risk on our ornament that I'm sure John has already spent real world money on. Um, no comment. That's a yes. Um, Prime Gaming. Uh, with the release of Lightfall on February 28th, any unclaimed loot older than one year will expire. If you need to do any last minute drop grabs from Prime Gaming, it wouldn't be a bad idea to check in and see if you got anything to scoop up. So if you've got uh if you've got emotes if you've got ships if you've got uh, exotic ornaments you have not gone and grabbed go get those the current bundle up right now through the 8th of february has the selfie emote in it so i would definitely go check that out yeah for new players that's uh that's i mean for new players for old players who still haven't gotten it that's great it's one of the most fun emotes in the game i think everything else in it sucks dick but uh that's pretty cool so uh i'll take it uh, da, 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 da. there's some really cool wallpapers here, including one of the Traveler from space, um, <laughs> shooting the stupid relic in the the War Mine heist, the uh, season pass armor. This is like the worst season pass armor we've gotten in a while, by the way. Um, uh, disagree. I, uh, season of the Worthy wants to know your location. Season of the Worthy was almost three years ago, John. <laughs> I said this is one of the worst sets in a while. Nothing will ever top getting literal butt plugs for our helmets. I actually love the Titan set. You like it because uh, it's small. No, I just said that. I just think it looks cool. Maybe not the whole thing. Big ass shoulders. You don't. You don't have armor titties. They gave me. They gave me an Iron Man chest piece for my Iron Man fit. That's fair. Hunter's got an Iron Man chest like four years ago. You guys got wings. I don't even want to hear about it. You guys got wings back in Undying. I don't want to hear about it. Uh, <laughs> I'm, still very, I'm very underwhelmed with the Hunter set. That's all I'm going to say. I've had I've I've had like seven great armor sets given to me this year, so I'll let this one go. At least I don't have a tail on this one. 
Um, and then uh, the artwork that is in the background of the season pass screen of uh, Anna and Rasputin, which John and I were like, uh, is this an exo orgy that's happening here? Or like, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? Did uh, did one of the graphic designers play a little too much Hades? And, and, and let's not mince words. It's beautiful artwork. I just want to understand the intent of all these. Are these guardians and exos trying to tear them apart? What is what? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little confused here. It, it's like... Looks cool, though. It's like if Michelangelo <laughs> painted something in a Destiny universe and was like, what if half-robot and scientist girl? Tell me more. Without realizing that Anna Bray is canonically a lesbian. Or at the very, very, very least bisexual. She has a girlfriend. It's in the lore this season. Shout out. Yeah, shout out. I think that's it. I think we're it. I think we're done with the job. Destiny 2 team. Not Destiny 2 help. Destiny 2 team is the new handle on Twitter, Bungie.net, and Reddit. They are going to shift away from using personal community manager accounts, which is probably really good because I've seen some of the shit that got said to Dylan and Liana over the last year, and I can't believe this didn't happen sooner. Dylan, you know, literally got like not doxed, but what do you, you know? No, he got someone who was he got fucking doxed. Yeah, some someone was literally, you know, texting him on his personal phone about where he lived. Yeah, you know, making threats over. Yeah, we don't need to get super into it, but yeah, probably a good idea just to have a faceless bungee account for more of these interactions. Yeah, we've been asking for also a little while too. It makes it yeah. all consistently easy to find. You can still follow the community managers if you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be honest. And I'm sure probably... there's still, you know, I'm sure Cosmo and Leon are still going to be talking to people like they do. But um, this is yeah. this is probably for the best. Um, there's one final note here at the end uh, before we get to questions and then get out of here. Um, second twab of 2023 is in the books. There are a few more of these handy twabs before Lightfall arrives, including more on Strand economy changes, and more. You can also look forward to special standalone articles from different developer teams like the one mentioned that dove into build crafting, which, which will offer more insight for those who want to who want it and keep Schwab's a little more focused on hub of info without drowning in world counts. Word counts. Um, this is pretty clearly because Damage had to keep writing like 8,000 word Schwab's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, that's kind of nice. That makes like my scheduling a little easier too. It lets me know like, okay... So we're going to have this to talk about plus whatever's in the Schwab. So, um, but hey, man, we got through both of those in a crisp hundred minutes. <laughs> That's not crisp at all. It was looking a lot better. And uh, I hadn't looked at that. I looked at the timer in a while. Let's get, let's get through questions. Cause we have a lot of questions. And I didn't even log bog us down with dick jokes this time. You didn't I even bog us down track, with dick huh? jokes. I didn't get off topic too much. Oh my god, this is a catastrophe. Nary a sandwich was mentioned. Let's get to the question. Listen, I fucking love sandwiches. I'm going on vacation, <laughs> and I will be having multiple Earl of Sandwich sandwiches. Um, first question comes to us from Tiger Jesus 64 in the Discord. He writes in just like you can and asks, do you guys think we will ever get weapon foundry wars? Like Hake versus Amalon versus Suros? Winner gets an exotic? No. Uh, you know, Josh... I, I always thought it would be a fun extra layer to Crucible to have some sort of foundry sponsor you can pick. I think that similar, would be funny. I would like that. You know? Yeah, similar to the to what the factions were in Destiny 1, but just for PvP. You know, you pick Suros as a sponsor, and you run through a track and get Suros-related rewards, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That could be fun. So I think that would Lore be fun. Lore-wise, 
Yeah, lore-wise, I don't know if it would work. I I mean, you could have those three. You could have a special event where it's like the Black Armory versus the Tex Machina Reserves or something. I don't know. Um, If we didn't already have Iron Banner and Trials, I would say it would be more likely. I think you're risking having something at all times for PvP, which isn't a bad thing, but I think that really creates FOMO. Yeah. So I don't... My answer is I'm going to lean towards no, but it's a cool idea. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, dealer writes in with three questions, four questions. God damn. You know, I think dealer earned four questions, uh, by taking you and, and me's barely 1.0 asses to the lighthouse this week. That's true. That's true. Uh, my, my KD did improve by like 0.5. <laughs> so, um, question number one was Aldrin Sov held in the prison of elders before the scorn broke out. Uh, and, uh, Cade was killed. If he was, why was he in there to start with? Uh, Aldrin was in there because he was fucking around. He was, he's the he, father he of the Scorn. He was fucking up. He committed heresy by, uh, by creating Fickrel, the leader of the Scorn. He, he, he literally committed heresy against the Fala. Uh, but more he than that. He made Elixnead zombies. Um, with, with dark space magic. <clears throat> Petra was left as the Queen Regent after the events of the Taken King. It was up to her and Varix. And they were about the only people who could stop Aldrin. But, uh... You know, Cade put him there. Cade helped put him there because Aldrin was running around basically destroying the reef. He was doing all sorts of shit. That's why Cade hunted him down and put the barons in. And that's yep. why we're there with him at the prison. And Mara wasn't around to uh, <laughs> tell her bro to, to chill out. Also worth noting that he was completely under the influence of Riven slash Savathun at the time. Totally worth noting. Sure. Um... Number two, what type of damage uh, would you like to see, uh, damage meta would you like to see in the new Lightfall expansion? I personally want a sniper meta to come back, but I don't see it happening. Uh, I'm going to take this, I'm taking this to mean damage meta as PvE, yeah, not PvP. Uh, I I gave my answer to him earlier this week when we were playing. Uh, My answer is snipers and heavy grenade launchers. Yeah. I would love to see snipers be a viable option purely so LMGs could be worth running. Yeah. I think that's always going to be the problem with machine guns is even when they're good, outside of the new uh, Void one, which is I'm 99% sure is bugged with the amount of damage it's doing off of uh, volatile explosions. Mm-hmm. LMGs are never going to be a DPS meta. And if you're doing anything that matters you're going to need your heavy weapon for DPS. So if there's no energy slot options, why are you ever going to run an LMG outside of anything other than like a seasonal activity or normal strikes? Right. You know, I, I would love to do do DPS with snipers again. Um, that would be fun. That would be a lot yes, of fun. Uh, question number three from Dealer. In the sense of PvP, what do you think is the most useful class and what is the least useful and why? Um... Most useful right now, I think it's pretty hard to argue against uh, either Void Hunters or Void Titans. It's very hard to argue against either of those. Um, I say Void Titans because of the Void Overshields. I mean, those are... We, we talked about those. You I got Overshields, you got Suppressing Grenades, you yep. have a Suppressing Shield Bash, Bubble comes yeah, back faster bubble. than everything else. Yep. You know. Um, yep. yep. I, I think that, and then, I mean, Hunters, we, we've waxed poetic about invisibility so many times on this show just it's yeah. not even like the base class is bad enough it's i actually think the base class is too it's that every time they do that 
they give some they then give us something like radiant dance machines or omnioculus or gear falcons like there's always something that the hunters get that fuck everything up and it's almost always void related <laughs> um so and then i think least useful least behemoth? useful uh Stasis yeah type? i i would lean behemoth or arc warlock yeah I, yeah, arc, you, I mean, you got arc buddies are fun, but not useful in anything that matters. And I mean, they're fine. At, well, definitely... if we're looking at it from PvP, let me tell you something. Those arc <laughs> buddies are just annoying enough to get me killed. <laughs> um, and especially with how they buffed them. But it's really hard for me to say that it's as useful as Stasis Warlock, which is pro... Oh, God, I almost have to say Stasis. Stasis and Void Warlock is very strong right now. It is... Yeah. I'm going to say something wild. I think Dawnblade is the weakest flavor of Floofer in PvP, and that whole subclass is kind of geared towards being good in PvP. Kind of wild to say that, but... Yeah, if you're specifically saying Dawnblade, sure. Um, I don't think you can make the same argument with Well. If you have Joe, if you have Joasis's fusion made build, though, let me fucking tell you something. You're For PE, yes. You, you're doing, but, you're doing pretty fucking good out there in anything yeah. you do. So, but in in Crucible, uh, yeah. yeah, I, I, yeah, I think yeah. Dawnblade is kind of falling behind. Which what's, is uh, what's your to what's your what's your top? Are you also uh, Void Titan and Void Hunter? I I think Void Titan is good in in three v three. I think six is Arc Titan is still. Striker is so strong right now, not the super, but yeah. the you know the class. I would agree. Uh, yeah, Ye is pretty good on the scale of how how fast you get your thunder crash. Storm grenades are cracked. Lightning grenades are cracked. Uh, you know, um, getting amplified off of a shoulder charge kill mm-hmm. and then zooming <laughs> into the enemy spawn is just you know. I, I think Arc Arc Titan is very very strong right now. Outside of you know trials and comp, I think that's a little too obnoxious to work yeah. there at least on my skill level i definitely try to play a little more reserved when we're when we're doing 3v3s all right last question from the dealer this weekend i played a lot of trials with people from the discord and i want your opinion on how trials works get seven wins in a row for flawless or get six wins reset without flawless and keep playing for easier games and or helping other players to the lighthouse um so john and i have i think both expressed our opinions on this before um I think for somebody who's really skilled, I don't, as long as you're helping people get to the lighthouse, I don't think that it's a problem to be resetting your card at six wins. Um, it's more a symptom. Yeah. Of, I wouldn't even know. say, I, I, don't, I don't even know if I'd say a symptom. I, I think that it's almost, a ne- with the way the flawless pool exists right now in its current iteration, it's a necessity almost if you're trying to do helps. Um, or even if you just want to keep playing, yeah. Know, I mean, or if you just, or yeah, or if you just want who, to keep playing, like I, I who, completely who, get who it. Who wants to play against shit house sweaty teams? If you weekend, are the, if you, you know? are doing carries or you are doing helps, I don't see a problem with it. I think mm. if you're doing it just to like stomp on other teams, though, that is a problem because <laughs> that is that that is a problem. That is something yeah. that we've seen repeatedly in this community. Um, and just like we talked about with the matchmaking yeah. changes coming to General Crucible, I, I think this is just more a symptom of the bigger problem of there just not being enough people in these playlists to make I'm it enjoyable for by wider the, range of I'm hoping that by the second season, this the changes to this are rolling out. 
yeah. to trials to eliminate the flawless bulks. We've known for a while that's their objective. Um, yeah. I think bringing and consolidating it's more a temporary fix. It's a tem- yeah. temporary fix. I, w- I, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, Spinny writes in and asks, what kind of activities would you like to see on Niamuna, i.e. public event type activities such as Blind Well or missions like Wellspring and Empire Hunt? Personally, I want an Altars of Sorrow or Blind Well type of activity with the matchmaking system that Nightmare Containment had. First off, if they ever do another activity like that, they're absolutely matchmaking for it. That's what we saw with the Wellspring. They're mm. absolutely going to do six-player matchmaking for it. They need to put matchmaking in for the master stuff, though. It, it's to the point where it needs to happen. Um, I don't see anything wrong with that. I don't think it's an issue. Um, as for activities, I mean, I I want to see brand new public events. I know I don't want to see the typical like, oh, go get the Warsat. Oh, glimmer extraction. Swear to God, if we have to. If we have to capture warsats on Niamuna. We've uh, we've evolved past this stuff. We've evolved past the Cabal drills. We've evolved past all of this. You know, you look at some of the stuff they did in the Throne World, for example, like the uh, escorting the thing. Uh, escorting the uh, the pyramid weapon. What do you think the odds are we get some sort of uh, PvEVP mode in that arcade we saw in the trailer? That could be really dope. Um... <laughs> I think it's a given that we get a six-player activity. They seem to like to do those yeah. in uh, in these expansions. But I would also say it would depend on what kind of activities they have planned for the seasons also. Like, notice how we didn't get it with Beyond Light. We got a three-person activity in the Empire Hunts, and those were actually, like, story quests. Um, I do think you'll get stuff like that. I think getting stuff like that is definitely possible but they seem to want to keep that for the seasonal activity so they can add them to the Vanguard playlist. Um, I think that something that works similar to Altars or Blind Well would be really nice. Just please don't give me any more consumables to activate stuff. Please don't do it. I can't, I can't handle either that or like, let me have unlimited consumables because I can't do this anymore. It's terrible. It's terrible. Every single time that we have a seasonal event, it's awful. Uh, what do you what what would you like to see, John? Now, obviously, the context of the story and how everything plays out it will inform a lot of it. But man, how cool would it be to get a fake PvP where we we go up against a team of Cloud Striders in some sort of matchmaking event? Mm-hmm. You know, um, obviously not actual players playing Cloud Striders. I, I, that, but you know what I mean? Like, that would be pretty fun, you know? Like a Crucible setting, even though it's PvE, but fighting against uh, motherfuckers with Silver Surfboards and Siva Rocket Launchers. That could be fun. Yeah. That's probably I, way too pie in the sky to be real. You know, there, I there's that. There's some cool but... things you can do. I think we need to know a little bit more. We got the trailer this week, and we, we didn't talk about it. We're not going to break down the trailer. Just everybody's seen it. It's only 90 seconds long. There's one yeah, little thing it's I'll just showing off more of the environment, which is yeah. We, we need to know more about how the world of Niamuna works before we can really answer this. Unfortunately, um, Zhao writes in: If you were put into the Destiny universe, who do you think your character honestly would be, and what would they be doing? So I want John's answer to this first. If Jonathan was in the Destiny universe, I would be. Josh, you've seen Avatar: The Last Airbender. Right? I, I love, I love it. I, I love me some Avatar. 
if, if Jonathan was in the Destiny universe, I would be the equivalent to the guy running the cabbage uh, cart, oh my constantly God. getting fucked over in the last. My episode. cabbages. <laughs> As far as my Titan, if the question is what would my Titan be doing, I would one hundred percent. I would be trying to reforge the 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 Iron Lords. I would be all yeah. up Saladin's ass. I would be his apprentice. I would be cleaning his wolves. You know that would be where where my Titan would be. I would so, be trying to rebuild the Iron Lords. I spent some time thinking about this today. Okay, and if it was me, Josh, being put into the Destiny universe. I'd like to think that I'd have one of two jobs. Either one, I'd be an announcer for like Guardian Games and like Sparrow <laughs> Racing League, or I would be the Guardian bookie. I would Ooh. be one of I'd be one of those two guys. I might even be a bartender working for Spider. Like there, <laughs> there's a, there's some seedy things I could be doing in this world. But if it was uh, if it's my hunter, um, I like to imagine that he is out of the tower. He is staying as far away as possible because he does not want to be drafted by Zavala to be, hey, you're the first hunter to set foot in the tower this year. Congratulations, you're the new Vanguard. Um, I, I'd like to think that uh, that he spends his time pranking Shahan. Um, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know what I don't know what he's doing. To him, like maybe stealing his sleeping bag or Paying something. Paying Drifter to summon Prime Evils right there on the Cosmodrome. That he yeah, I, I like to imagine that him and Drifter <laughs> are just like they're like smoking cigars and like sitting up on the wall of the Cosmodrome, watching this guy trying to tell New Lights how to fight a Prime Evil, and he's just getting his ass beat over and over again. Um, alternatively, uh, I could totally see uh, my Hunter just like I don't know hanging out with Banshee, like being like a weaponsmith. Uh, I could see that happening, uh, working working with him, or like being an assistant to like uh, Lord Shax. Maybe I, maybe I'm driving the fucking helm. I don't know. Do we have a driver for the helm? Yeah, the uh, uh, they're uh, Red Jacks. You okay, see him, well, uh, okay, maybe right I'm not computer. driving. Maybe yeah. I'm not driving. Uh, you know, but I think there's no there's no end to the stupid shit that my guardian could be doing. Maybe I'm None just running the ramen shop. Maybe I'm just running the ramen shop. I like ramen a lot. Those are big shoes to fill, my, my man. Those, those are big shoes, but, you know, I've, I've got a picture of a big guy on the wall behind me. That might lead to a big job at the Vanguard. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> Guys, sorry, I, I'm, 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 a, I'm a warlock. I know I'm not floating, but I'm a warlock. I'm, wor- I'm working for Rahul, and I'm just giving you your shit rolls every week. That's what I'm doing. Leave me alone. Uh, Zao has a non-Destiny-related question for us. Oh. Uh, if you were to recommend five movies to someone who had never seen a movie, what would you choose to best explain the power a movie can portray? Oh, God. Okay, so I'll, I'll answer. I'll, fuck it, I'll answer this one. The original Star Wars, 1977 Star Wars, St- straight up. We we gotta okay. go with a, we gotta go with the classic here. It's the most magical thing I've ever seen in my life. What? I, I mean, I'm not no, I'm not disagreeing. It, oh, I thought you said Star hey. Wars. I thought you said hey. No, I said K. Like yeah, uh, no, yep. That, I'm going. That tracks, I'm going Fellowship of the Ring. Okay. Okay. It's the greatest fantasy story ever told. I don't care what anybody says. Get the fuck out of here, you Harry Potter nerds. It's the sing- it's the single greatest fantasy epic of our time is Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. And Fellowship is the best of the three. We don't talk about The Hobbit. We don't talk about The Hobbit. That's true. We don't. Uh, number three, 
I really, 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 really love musicals. Um, so I'm gonna go singing in the you rain would. here. You would. I'm gonna go singing in the rain. Hey, man, I could have said Les Mis, but the stage version of Les Mis is so much better. Um, number four, I I, I want to get something from pain the and gain. What? <laughs> pain and gain. I thought you said end game, and I was like, oh god. Um, yes, somebody who's never seen a movie. Here's the 23rd movie of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Enjoy. <laughs> Please nope. wonder why we were all crying in the first five minutes as Tony Stark records a suicide note, essentially. Nope. If you're an alien learning human culture, you need to see Pain and Gain. You need to see Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Mark Wahlberg lift weights and accidentally kill people for two hours. Um, I'm gonna say you. I'm gonna say that you got You got to see. Fast Five, because, you know, it's all about family. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, 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 wa- I want to do something from animation, because I think animation is so important to movies, and we think about it as kids' movies. Um, even though the movie I do have is a children's movie, um, it's a movie with, like, basically no dialogue in it outside of the composer talking about the musical scores. Um, I would say Fantasia, from uh, 1940 Fantasia. Um Sure. Sure. I, just still some of the best hand-drawn animation of all time uh, and it was done as World War II was breaking out so that's just fucking, fucking wild I am and it's got Mickey in a, in a wizard hat it's so, got Mickey in know. a wizard hat it's literally like Satan is literally repelled by the dawn um, it's fucking wild I, it's got a hippopotamus ballet dancing with an alligator that's like lifting her in the air it's got all sorts of crazy shit that you could, I imagine, only gets better the higher that you are. Uh, and then, I mean, no, number five, I, I got to go with a comedy here. I got to go Beverly Hills Cop. Going with Beverly Hills Cop? I'm going Cop. Beverly Hills Cop. Listen, I we all need to see uh, young Jonathan Banks just still be completely uh, Mike before he retired. Uh, but I mean, it, it's the quintessential Eddie Murphy movie for me. And e- Eddie Murphy, I mean, like, the, inarguably the, be- the best comedian of the 1980s. Alternatively, I would let you put Blazing Saddles in this spot. Oh, boy. I would let <laughs> you put anything by Mel Brooks in this spot. But Beverly Not a Hills single Scott, Nick Cage movie was listed. I'm disappointed. I mean, okay. I mean, listen. If we're if we're doing Nicolas Cage, which <laughs> Nicolas Cage do we want? Do we want Leaving Las Vegas, or do we want National Treasure, Nick Cage? Or do we want Face Off? Or do we want Drive Crazy? <laughs> have you seen Mandy, Josh? You should see Mandy. I have not you seen have Mandy. Not. Have you seen Nobody with Bob Odenkirk? No. It's fucking great. I love Bob Odenkirk. Um, yeah, no, that's <laughs> I, I. It's this is this is a very hard question though because I yeah. love movies. Legitimately, I would have to sit down and think about it for a day, not answer it off the cuff after I, four I could, drinks. Yeah, you know? I could probably. I thought about this and I still didn't. I appreciate the the non the non destiny related question, but yeah, I do too. To, to give any kind of serious answer that that's really like that that would be like saying you know. You've never read a book before. What are the five best books? Oh, Jesus you know, fucking like, Christ. You can't do this to me. Yeah, yeah. Let's but I do look, appreciate it on Destiny. Let's question. see here. Uh, the Da Vinci Code. Um, Eat, Pray, Love. I'm kidding. Uh, we have one final question. <laughs> I was about to say, wait, Josh. I thought I knew you better than this. What? Are, what? Are... <laughs> you got me. You fucking I'm, got uh, me, Josh. Yeah, yes. I, I, you, you caught me. I'm a middle-aged widow. 
Um, <laughs> Gibbsy writes in with our final question of the week. Do you think Savathun will be referenced or make an appearance at any time during the year of Lightfall? Can you see a season in which she's revived by her ghost and where she will side? Uh, I can tell you, first off, she's going to be referenced. Like, straight up. We're not done dealing with Imaru. As for her resurrection, unless it is literally the final scene of the year, it's not happening until the final shake. That is a moment that will have to be in an expansion because she's so important to the narrative Mm -hmm. of what Destiny 2 has been. Especially if they're building up to Zivu Arath being the main big bad that is under the witness, right? Aramis isn't really a threat to us. No, I think, I so yeah, I think uh, just crazy big brain theory. Based off what we saw on the Game Awards trailer, I actually wonder if... Uh, so I've kind of wondered about this. Let, let, I guess let's talk Sabathun for, for like two minutes before we get out of here. If she is brought back during the events of Lightfall, it will literally be at the very beginning of Lightfall, which would be so underwhelming. But yeah. it would be because the Traveler is being threatened. Now, the Traveler flees. I absolutely see her getting resurrected and being like, fuck y'all, the Traveler still left you anyways. I'm going to go chill on Neptune, where I already was supposed to be. And it also looks especially like there were some hive pods in the Neomuna trailer that we saw for like a split second. Yeah. Um... I just, big brain theory, I don't think that she's back just yet. I do think that it's going to be like a enemy of my enemy is my friend situation like we've talked about in the past. Like, she doesn't like us. I think think we're going to see the Lucent Brood before we see Savathun just go back up, you know. I I think that you're going to see the Lucent Brood. You're going to have to deal with Imaru. He's still shit-talking us on the throne world. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to have to call him daddy, and we're just going to have to do it. He calls himself Daddy. He literally calls himself Daddy. It, I just I have horrible flashbacks of Vince Vaughn wearing the collar that says Daddy in Dodgeball. Uh, it's 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 horrifying. It's horrifying to think about. Add Dodgeball to my must. If you've never seen a movie, you've got to watch Dodgeball. Oh goddamn, uh, dude! I almost I almost <laughs> said Dodgeball. That is like, man, that was like peak fifth grade humor for me. Yes, I yeah, am that. There's, I am there's that. no way Sabathune's story is done, ultimately. No, no, like, there, there, there is know. no way. Um, with Zivu Arath and the story still, too, like, Sabathune, at nothing else, will come back to take her sister down. Um, I Really, I mean, just the enemy of my enemy is my friend situation here. She's not going to be a real ally like uh, Keitel and Mithrax are. She literally will team up with us against Zivu Arath and the Witness, and then I would literally not be shocked if the first raid after the final shape is go kill Savathun. You get to do it. Finally. Yeah, I, I, I can see a world where she doesn't do an Avengers, uh, Avengers Assemble power of friendship moment. I could see the last city getting destroyed and the, whatever bunker she's in on the tower gets cracked open and we all have to flee. And then you just see a little cutscene of Amaru finding Sabathun's body and resurrecting her. So my, my, fav- my favorite you know. scenario here, can I, can I paint you a picture? Oh, you, paint me, you're do, you're like doing, your French horse. You're, you're doing the Avengers Assemble moment, okay? The fucking portals are opening, okay? Eris is opening up all these portals and the Guardians are coming through. You've got Saladin and the Iron Legion come through. You've if got... I don't see Saladin pop out of a Cabal drop pod and start whooping ass. 
Well, I, I've said it here on the show. That's my greatest fantasy about how Lightfall opens is Saladin showing up on a burning tower in a ball and telling the Guardian to go. I'll handle them. <laughs> and him and like two gladiators just dive in with axes. Um, you just hear the clang of the uh, the big uh, flaming. I, I need them to ball. show up. I need Ikora and the Hidden to show up. Ikora, Eris, and the Hidden. Have Anna show up with like an, have Anna like just like raining down war sats with uh with Rasputin like she's just carrying her iPad with her. Um, no, I've, I I I could see Rasputin the same way Thanos threw a moon at Tony in in Infinity War. I could see Rasputin in an exo body on the ground just summoning war sats with his hand. No, he dro- he out. drops the fucking Seraph shield on him. <laughs> <laughs> he just like he just like guide uses guidance and like crashes it into the pyramids uh captain marvel style what i'm imagining though is the destroyed building that uh that ant-man is in and you have like mm. so you have like i i don't know i don't who would be the funniest character drifter drifter's drifter. like drifter's like man this is it this is it i'm going out brother i'm done this is it and it's like you know him and like i don't know fucking amanda holiday or something are like drowning you know rocket raccoon and war machine style and then out you like you just see like a hive ghost and uh just like you i i want it to be finch though i really need it to be finch who accidentally well, finch resurrected- is bringing that acolyte back that I need acolyte finch is to be br- i need finch to bring back <laughs> his knight i need him to bring ken back and but like he accidentally makes him like supersized somehow and like he bursts out of the building, giant man style. Like you just hear Finch going like, "I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best." And then all of a sudden, like they just burst out, and like this giant hive knight is just setting them down. Drifter summons his prime evils. Oh, it'd be fucking great. And then like just Savathun is just like kicking back, just like sitting there with Mara. Like, so should we intervene or not? Should we do something about this? Should we help them? Mara could literally end this by snapping her fingers. I don't know. Wacky shit. Savathun's story is not done. We're going to get some wild thing. They're dissecting her body right now. So, like, I really would love to see it from Imaru's perspective. He finds her, like, half decayed. And it's like, what the fuck did you guys do here? (laughs) And then out of nowhere... My God, it's Tanix with a steel chair from above. Oh, Tanix is coming back We're from the top it. rope. Zivu uh, is gonna take Tanix. We're gonna see taken Tanix. We're gonna see taken Tanix. Well, no, we've already killed taken Tanix. We've done that before. No, we've never seen taken Tanix. I thought we've we saw taken Tanix. Tanix. No, we have. We've had nightmare Tanix. We've had robot Tanix. I could have sworn we had taken Tanix. No, we had Siva Tanix. Sorry, we had Siva. Siva Tanix was the other we one. We had Siva yeah, Tanix. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, we've never had taken Tanix yet. So By the way, thank you for asking if Savathun is coming back and not Siva. I'm really tired of talking about Siva speculation. <laughs> I appreciate it. But with that, John and I are going to get out of here because this episode has gone very, very long, and I still have to edit this. I want to thank everybody for uh, for listening. There is no watching tonight for listening uh as always you can find us on the tower casuals discord uh there'll be a link to it down here in the uh in the description below you on your podcast service of choice john where can we find you at you can find me in the tower casuals discord uh explaining to everyone that titans are just straight up better than every other subclass and those uh, uh those of you asking for us to get nerfed 
uh, you know, it sounds like a skill issue. Try doing a push-up. Wow. Rude. Uh, thank you for having me on, Joe. Yeah, th- thank you. Thank you for jumping in uh, so last minute. Uh, I really appreciate it. I definitely promised on the show last week, yeah, we're going to try and get John on here. And then I forgot to ask him <laughs> until yesterday. Yeah, it's a good thing the video probably isn't on because I'm still in my scrubs from work. I, I haven't changed. That's yet, totally so. fine. My uh, my <laughs> office is a complete mess, like always, and uh, I didn't really want to like clear out the boxes that I'm currently working through uh, behind me. So, but from me, from Corey, from John, thank you so much for listening this week. And you can find us every single Friday uploaded to the podcast service of your choice. And until next time, we'll see you, Starside Guardians. Thank you.